1: To speak up, I'm wearing a towel. Oh, smash.
2: Shh, get started.
0: Welcome to Pastor Remote. I'm James Chalmers, and with me, as always, are my wonderful co hosts, Tina Haritonidis. Hello. And Nicholas Owen. Hello, love it to be here. The wonderful thing about a rewrite is you get to change the intro.
1: <laughs> that one was smooth. <laughs> no squeaking bones. No barking dogs, just uh <clears> They <throat> won't know a what a squeaking bone is, though. Yeah. It's a euphemism, right. and that's
0: what yeah. I'm
2: living
1: it at. <laughs>
0: um, how are we, guys? How's our week been? Very good. Very, yeah, good. Very good.
2: Tiring, but good.
0: Uh, I was thinking about this this morning, because I was getting the last stuff uh, planned for the show. I do not think you watched a movie in the last week, did you, Tina?
2: Was I supposed to?
0: No, but like we always review a movie each week. I'm like, I don't think Tina's anything to review this week. <laughs> I'll be reviewing a movie that I watched last week. I have three, so we're fine. Yeah.
2: I have
0: none. That's okay. I'll review <laughs> on your behalf. Thanks. Um, I guess we should just go right ahead and start, unless there's anything pressing I don't want to discuss before we get into it.
1: No, just, we were, we briefly touched on it before, but that photo of the cast of the Han Solo spin-off came out. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be pretty good. I, I didn't realise Woody Harrelson was in it, which I like. I think oh, is he? I'm yeah.
0: really, I'm a real, I could go either way with Woody Harrelson. Sometimes I really enjoy him, but anytime I hear his I'm like, uh... I don't know, maybe. Like, I just think back to like that.
2: Apples. F- apples
0: Not even that. Apples. But his performance in Now You See Me Two, where he
1: plays mm. his own twin brother, mm. and it's really poorly done. I'm just like, yeah. uh,
2: I feel like he's hair. a
1: victim of the idea, though. Like, I'm sure he wasn't like, mm-hmm. I'm coming back, but on one condition. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I'm playing two characters. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm playing my own twin uh, brother with curly hair.
0: But then, like, but yeah, then in stuff like Hunger Games is really good. Mm. So, yeah, I'm yeah,
2: hoping he, has he a, plays a drunk. Yeah, I'm
1: hoping he has like a mental That's mentoring. his natural state. Well, no, he's a, a weak guy.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's close enough.
1: I think uh, if in this movie, if he, yeah, it just plays a bit of light comic relief as mm-hmm. he's like, what do you think he's going to be? Han- I am about to say,
0: Han's dad. I was about to say that, yeah. yeah. Possibly. Yeah, that'd be cool. Uh, um, the other yeah. frustrating news
1: is the constant uh, derailing of this Batman movie. <laughs> so, what's happening? So, last week we touched on the fact that Ben Affleck. Quit as director. Yeah.
0: Um, now they had, they were all lined up though in meetings with Matt Reeves, the guy who directed War of the Planet of the Apes, which is the one that hasn't come out yet. Mm. Um, and like within 24 hours, it's like, they've broken down. He's not doing it now. Oh, oh my god. Um, right after they said he was going to do it, Just like. Just
2: don't make this movie. Like.
0: Um, and then the other cool news, the cool news is though, that it looks like Mel Gibson is in talks to direct Suicide Squad 2, which I'm all for. Yeah, hopefully
1: it adds, hopefully we got a bit grittier than that last one.
0: Well, I mean, hopefully, yeah, Mel Gibson has kind of typically directed R-rated films in America, like generally get an MA over here, so you can just bring some of that more adult violence and stuff to it, I think Mm. we'll get a much better Suicide Squad sequel, um, I mean, this Batman flick, I think they're going about it all the, all the wrong way. They're looking at all these big budget directors trying to make big spectacle films. Batman doesn't need a spectacle. Like, every Batman film we've seen has been a spectacle. Do, like, the really... I think I said it last week. Do the really cheap, like, detective noir story. Just have him chase, like, 2 faces or something. Like, 2 faces doesn't have to be, like, a big... He's not a guy who's, you know, a big CGI monster with explosions and yeah. stuff. He's just a like, guy oh, robbing banks. Like, just yeah. do that.
1: I wonder if that would stand out too much from the rest, though. The re- they've definitely got... They're on a trajectory with their films, like all of them are big, big budget blockbusters. Yeah,
0: I mean you're right.
1: But at the same <coughs> time I'm trying to I was trying to, well, I mean, look, they
0: did it with the Marvel universe. They kept doing all these big things. And then Ant Man came out mm. and it was just a heist film. And whilst it wasn't the most successful of the Marvel films <coughs> and it hasn't performed as well as what it, but it still introduced that character into a new fun way. And I think with Batman they're always like 20 villains. Like, as many villains in there. Make it big. and Let's put a nuclear bomb in there and stuff. And I think that's the wrong way to do it. Like, one one, what they should really do, and they'll never have been able to do it, is adapt this book called The Long Halloween, which is just this year-long story of Batman just trying to find out who's killing all these crime bosses and stuff. And they just kind of weave in every single villain, like, in different parts Mm -hmm. or whatever. Like, at one point, like, Calendar Man's, like, the suspect and stuff, like, the most ridiculous villain. It's just like, he plays a big role in it at one point I'm like this is, that'd be a cool thing to do but you can't get a year's worth of comics into one movie yeah. not at the story time and prowess of that not that book but I don't know they need to do something different I think they need to again like we said last week do what Deadpool did slash the budget in half just something small and fun like or it doesn't, have, it doesn't have to be fun like it'd be fun for me but like yeah. or it's like Sin City I think Sin City was a pretty like low budget flick as well like yeah. Batman totally fits into that world but anyway I digress that's not what we're here to talk about Although we absolutely, will, we definitely will be talking about it as it progresses. Yeah. Um, but with some reviews, you said you've got a movie to review.
1: Yeah, I probably read them out last week, um, but I because I watched a bunch in the last few weeks, I just haven't watched anything recently. So maybe I'll review. Have you guys seen the accountant? I have. I have not. Tina didn't like the look of it. Did you? I didn't.
2: I did not believe that um, the storyline where a man who suffers from Asperger's syndrome would become a assassin because mm-hmm. I've worked with students who have Asperger's Syndrome and they would be far from um, assassins yeah.
1: <clears throat> yeah I mean you're not far off the plot I get he's so he's a, obviously a maths genius and uh, but uh, like I don't, what's the what's the pretext for him being able to kill everyone? His his dad was in the military, and his, yeah, he, he sort of forced him to fight his brother as kids and stuff like that. They had these military training and stuff like that. I
0: think it was more because at the time, if I remember, because it's been a while I seen since in cinemas now. Mm. Um, they were getting he was particularly was getting bullied a lot because of his condition. because yeah. so like and like because he's like a real militant father. He's like you don't have feelings, you just like fight your feelings and stuff. So he yeah. trained him to defend himself. Uh, and then there's this really like kind of wonderful scene towards the end in a flashback, where he goes just like beats the crap out of his bully and stuff um, and then like they find because he's got that such astute concentra- concentration he is able to become ba- like deadly with his hands and stuff yeah. because he's got that focus and they realise they have to kind of put him into a program where he can channel it for not necessarily for good but so he's not just hurting good people It's only hurting bad people yeah. and that's why he becomes an assassin and stuff
2: can I just say I have to let Loki in because he's breaking my heart
0: sure let him in <laughs> let Loki in um, so what did you think of The account? Because I did see it as well, but I want to hear what you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I liked it. I thought you could really file it under Taken and John Wick. It yeah. was just like, and the worst one of all, the November man or whatever, which is Pierce Brosnan or something like that. <laughs> it's just like, can we get this idiot to be like a hardcore violence, like, you know, like Liam Neeson was, and yeah. the answer was no. Yeah, He's still Pierce Brosnan. Um... But yeah, I I liked it. It was. uh, It had like the trademark like brutal like headshot. Do you remember the scene when, um, who's the girl in it? Anna Kendrick. Anna Kendrick. She's in her apartment, and these people are coming to kill her. Yeah, yeah. And he knocks on the door, and the guy opens the door, and he (laughs) just—it's like a gun there, and he just shoots him in the face. Yeah, really hardcore. Um, but yeah, i I like the twist at the end. That like so the main villain spoilers. Spoilers. Mm. Uh, so you're probably not going to watch I'm this. Not watch it, um, no. The main guy he's up against is um, his brother.
2: I was going to say his brother, and I was like, it's his yeah. brother. Or were you after the actor?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, the actor is John Bernthal, who yeah.
0: plays the Punisher in Daredevil. Uh, okay. Wonderful, and he's in uh, the early seasons. So, is the, the twist that
2: it's dead. the actor, or is it the twist that it's his brother? <laughs> his brother.
0: Yes. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. uh, also,
2: Bryce, he, was, <laughs> was in this. Yeah. he was um, Well, that's what the twist for. Uh, Freaking split was It was like Surprise Bruce Willis is in this yeah. And I was like but that wasn't the actually
0: the twist um, <laughs> um, But also like If you remember Fury Who was the real jerk soldier The one who was like uh, Licking yeah. the food and stuff Yeah, yeah. Wonderful actor He's But always good. plays He's
1: yeah. Totally gonna and say in, It's his brother um, uh, That movie <laughs> You know the one <laughs> No I'm joking uh, You know it's like um, The drug cartels Oh like, I don't know but he's in Wolf of Wall Street yeah I can't I just, I'm blanking on the name of this
0: film this is riveting for the listeners yeah I <laughs> should have come prepared this is me humming and haring for five
1: minutes <laughs> also I refer to it as humming and haring <laughs> I mean, what's haring I don't know like, um, uh... it has got in it Josh Brolin this film I'm not going to let you move on until I get the name of this film that is, I'll instantly know as soon as I see it Sicario oh yeah, yeah. he's he in is a
0: Sicario yeah it <clears throat> wasn't that
1: worth. Yeah, the it minute of
0: humming hummaging, <laughs> <hard>. filibustering,
1: <laughs> filibustering.
0: Um, yes, the Sicario is great as well. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed The Count I, a, a couple of people like Tom, like, eh, it's kind of cookie cutter and kind of predictable. I didn't see that ending coming. Did you? Like, no, I, I didn't. I didn't pick it. My buddy was like, "Well, he was the only, like." They kept referring to a brother, and he was the only other actor in it. So of course it was his brother. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I yeah. guess, but like, <laughs> but I'm terrible at picking twists. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I didn't really see the need for him to be autistic. No, except for the uh, the other twist ending, which is um, because remember how he always has that girl on the phone? Yes. Uh, and I think it was again. I don't think he needs to be. I'm not sure why they did it, but I don't mind it. Like, and I did like that anyway. Like, I was like, this is just Batman. Like, that's Oracle. That's literally Oracle. Mm, yeah. Um, <clears> but <throat> the twist ending was that like he was um. As a child, he was just like friends with this, autistic, like this severely autistic girl, mm. and it turns out she's the one communicating with time through a computer and stuff because she can't talk, but she uses like one of those talky computers. So like, mm. you know, I'm talking about Stephen Hawking, yeah. So, yeah, I, I dug it, but yeah. So, how many headshots? How no, many no. close range?
1: Headshots? Yes, <laughs> uh, um, probably couldn't go much higher than about 6.5 headshots out of 10. Yeah, I'd give it a six. Yeah, I mean, but, like, it's just if you want. That kind of film, like a mm. revenge, is yeah, uh, like action flick. Uh, you know, I think John Wick is superior. Mm. Um, um, I don't know. I,
0: I don't have the same feelings for John Wick that everyone else is Like everyone was like, John Wick is amazing. Like people were building this film up for years for me. Yeah, and then I finally watched it. I was like, Yeah, like it's fine. Like it's a good like guy shooting people film. But do you know what's more impressive? Like the Raid or Old Boy, like when people are using their fists as weapons.
1: Yeah, but,
0: but uh, after seeing movies like that, I find that guys shooting guns, no matter how efficient, kind of less impressive.
1: But I think that's they—they they know what they're going for with John Wick, um, uh, and it is just like There's so many headshots in that movie, yeah. and I think it's just like that's almost entertainment enough. Mm. So I don't know. But the account
0: has the delightful uh, removal of puppy murder. You don't have to see any copies get murdered. That's true.
2: Um,
0: But I would also say it's an enjoyable six. I'm not like, oh, it's six and it's garbage. Yeah, yeah.
1: It's totally watchable and enjoyable. Uh, I went into it with no expectations. I hadn't really heard that much about it. Mm. And um, yeah, pleasantly surprised. Um, Well,
0: (coughs) I'm going to review a film now. I've got a couple of films I want to talk about. I might just talk about two of the three. Mm -hmm. But uh, one I watched a couple of weeks. It's the third movie I've seen in cinemas this year. I've seen three in cinemas. First was Split. Awesome. Second was La La Land. Amazing. Third one? eh. Uh, I went and saw Resident Evil the final chapter in cinemas
1: I have not heard good things
0: and I'm a big fan of the Resident Evil series like not of the games I haven't played very many of the games um, up until recently but I've kind of dabbled in the past a little bit and this new one is terrifying anyone who's heard me talk about it I've played maybe 10 minutes I'm just like just the atmosphere alone is too spooky for me to continue I will get there one day but um, the movies I've really done. the first two in particular I love I think the first two are actually really good films even not being game adaptations, like they're just loads of fun and stuff. Great zombie films and stuff. But, um, and then like three was okay, and four was four. I really enjoyed actually, and then five was the one that everyone was like, "This sucks." Yeah. And I watched it. And I was like, "Oh, this didn't suck anywhere near as much as everyone made it out to to suck." But I think it was one of those things where I'd just been broken down so much. I'm like, "Well, it's gonna be awful." And then I was kind of like, "Yeah." It wasn't Is that there. the
2: one that um we went and saw in cinemas? No,
1: we went and saw four together. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. The cast is Got a real sort of Uh, B B grade feel It's very unknown Like with the session of Milojevich
0: and Alilada Alilada and Ian Glenn Ian Glenn They're the only returning
1: ones really On the guy who has Wesker And the rest are all Um (laughs) um, Ruby Rose She has found a niche As being like A killer Woman In Yeah I'm not a a fan Like Return of Xander Cage She's in that Yeah Um
2: I don't think I've seen her in any
1: She's in. Role. She's in Orange is the New Black. Yeah, no, I haven't yeah, seen she's her. She's in yeah. John Wick 2 yeah. as an assassin. Yeah. In this, what, what kind of role is um, she?
0: Well, mercifully, <laughs> she's not in for very long. Um, so I'm not a fan of Ruby Rose at all. I think yeah. she's highly overrated. And that's. And I haven't seen her in much, so I'm not like trying to be a jerk. Just what I've seen, I think people are building her up to much more than she is. But maybe I'm wrong. I may yeah. have to watch Orange is the New Black. But so I went in and I was like, this is going to be alright. I think like... It's not going to be great, but those trailers are pretty fun. Like, there's big monsters and stuff. Yeah. Um, and this might be the closest thing to a video game movie simply because they are so hell on action set pieces. So the first half an hour, I was sitting there and I couldn't tell you what was going on, which is rare for me because generally I'm pretty good at following plots and stuff with the exception of like, Sherlock Holmes 2, which defeated me as well. But for the most part, I'm really like into it. But it opens and there's this huge like uh, zombie fight. Then, like, she stops for a second, she goes and looks at it, and then suddenly there's this, like, another 10-minute fight with these giant wind creatures, the ones you see in the trailer or whatever. Mm. Big CGO messes. And then it stops, and then there's, like, another fight, and, like, this is the first 20 minutes to half an hour, I'm like, guys, okay, I need... And then, like, she's being chased by some tank and stuff, and, like, she's being tied to the back of a tank and all these zombies are chasing her. It's nuts. So the first Mm. half an hour is non-stop action. Mm. And I will say this, it's pretty remarkable. Like, there's some pretty impressive stuff in there. But without like plot or any context for it and I was just kind of like I felt like an old man I was like what is this motion <laughs> picture <laughs> yeah. I felt the way most people seem to feel about Sucker Punch so that's what I imagine mm. when I was watching I'm like this is what people felt when they saw Sucker Punch like, Sucker Punch I really enjoyed I didn't need a whole lot of plot for that because it was giving me everything I wanted but mm. this I was just like what is going on and then so it ends, it ends up setting up this whole idea that like for those who haven't it also begins with a recap it's like a previous on Resident Evil Previous yeah. on Resident Evil type thing Like the first like five minutes
2: Oh that's weird Yeah For they, a movie They do it No
0: they don't say pre They don't say, like, they don't <laughs> say <laughs> yeah. um,
2: Resident
0: Evil But like in most of the films I can't do like a little recap But this is like a really in depth one And you find out they're setting up everything For the finale Because this is meant to be the final chapter And I know We've seen plenty of films Called the final chapter before And they just turn out not to be Yeah But this one I was like no it is I've got six movies in Like Milla Jovovich is now 41 Like that's certainly not old but she doesn't be like running around getting bruises like in these action films yeah. forever. Like she wants to, and she probably wants to do other stuff as well. So I'm sitting there, and they they've replaced like the Red Queen girl for the third time because each actress has aged out of the role and stuff. Um, and the plot basically is they there is a cure for the T virus, which has infected the whole world. Like the world is almost dead. Like they're like you have 24 hours um, before the last uninfected human population uh, will die. I don't know how they know this. I don't know how, like, they have, like, an exact countdown on yeah. it. They keep saying it, and it's, like...
1: Sounds like a good plot device, though. Mm.
0: Yeah, and I was like, so wait, if she just, like, gets the cure before that runs out, then the world doesn't end? Like, mm. it's, really like, a really poor setup. Like, like,
2: hasn't the world already reached the point where it cannot be salvaged?
0: Well, the whole idea is that, like, um, Umbrella Corp, who created the virus and released it, they wanted to create their version of, like, a flood in noah's ark whatever okay like, we're gonna just like ra- we're gonna true. we're gonna ra- well, no, that's we're gonna raise the planet kill everyone we'll be safe and there's like kind of um cryogenic chambers and stuff and once the once the whole planet's extinct we'll awaken we'll rebuild the world the way we want to do it that's what apparently the plot was this entire time we did okay didn't get told until this film yeah but apparently that's what it was um, and so she has 24 hours to to stop like to use the cure or, yeah, otherwise, um, obviously, their plan's going to be succeeded or whatever. Um, and then at some point, you find out that because she's infected with the virus, the cure will kill her. And so, this is the last, this is definitely the last one because it's going to kill her um, if she wants to save the world and stuff. So, they go through <clears> all this <throat> stuff. And I will give this film this despite all the confusing plot points and the not so good CGI and stuff, there's some really great, scary moments. So, this is. One really great jump jump scare at the start where I just didn't expect it. I was like, "Oh, that was cool! Like it really scared me." And then there are these bits where like they all get separated and then like they're walking to like these dank, dark hospital rooms and all the lights are out and there's creatures and like creatures from the games. And they use practical effects as opposed to CGI. I'm like, "This is cool!" Like I'm legitimately uneasy right now because I've actually done something that's unnatural. Mm. But for the most part, it's just get from one trap to the next or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so there's... Again, I'm going to spoil a bunch of stuff. One of the best things is there's the same with Ruby Rose and they're walking through this giant fan blade. So they have to, like, it's been manually stopped and they have to walk through them. And of course, the minute someone walks through fan blades, yeah. you know what's going to happen. So it's they all sad, get through yeah. and then the computer system come back on, comes back on and instead of blowing the way it's supposed to, it goes in reverse, starts sucking. Sucks. And Ruby Rose gets sucked through the blades. I'm like, that is the best thing I've seen in this movie so far. <laughs> but it also... Un- like got me on un- I'm like I was imagining how messed up that must be in real life I was like okay mm. you got me like again like this, you made me feel uneasy and stuff and they progress through all these things and then at the very end um, so she gets to the the cure and stuff and she has to have a final showdown with um, the guy who's in love with Khaleesi in Game of Thrones Sejora, because he's the main villain in this in Glennon, Glennon. Glennon. Um, and he's like some super soldier as well now apparently um, and it turns out Alice, after all this time, after all these films, isn't the original Alice, she's a clone. That's a cool twist. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. So that
2: just means, like, next movie! Well, here's, we have the so, real Alice. So here's
0: the thing so you, then you meet the real Alice, and turns out the real Alice is the girl who was the model for the Red Queen from the very beginning. So, like, remember how, like, there's that little girl who's like, you're all going to die down here in the computer oh, and stuff? Oh,
2: very, very So, that girl
0: was the original Alice. But then she had, like, the illness that Jack had. you know how they age quicker than they are or whatever? Yeah. So, she's, like, 12 years old oh, and I'm she looks 20. like she's 90. So, you see, like, Miljovic in really bad old makeup talking okay. to regular Miljovic, and okay. she's. Okay. And then they get out and she finally, so she defeats all the bad guys, gets out. There's, like, minutes to go and she unleashes the cure and she passes out and you're like, she's dead. And the screen comes back up, and she wakes up, and they're like, oh. Don't,
2: don't the, you dare say anything. The they're I'm like, it say.
0: turns out the, the cure was only going to cure the infected parts of you, so you can keep living. And I'm like, what a cop-out. Like, yeah. you should have killed her. Yeah. If you killed her. It's the
2: Hollywood ending.
0: Yeah, it's having a cake and eating it too, yeah. but I don't want them to. It's like, no, I don't even continue the franchise. Apparently yeah. they do a TV series now, they announced it the no. other day. Which I'm okay with Make it mm. dark and scary stuff. But I'm like Just kill her yeah. yeah. Just get rid of her Like we've seen six films Progressively getting worse And this is the first film Where I was kind of like It's very realistic And I'm like oh, I wasted my money But like even this I was like Yeah I should have like just, I should have Like not even iTunes downloaded. I should have legally downloaded This film <laughs> Like I felt like I'd wasted my money um, So I do apologise For spoiling the ending For anyone who was keen On watching it But it's been out for I think it's done in cinemas Now anyway so
1: um, Hopefully I so thought
2: you were going to say, like, she wakes up and it's all it a dream. All dream.
1: Oh, I mean, if, she, if that's the twist. If, like, she, if, I'm if she had have woken up back
2: in
0: the house in the original one, I would have been like, that's a real cop-out, but I applaud you for going back <laughs> to the origins. That's kind of cool. Um, so, yeah, Resident Evil, I think it's done. Like, I don't want to see any more of these movies now. Um, even though I really liked a lot of them, this is just, just, just mm. awful, really. Um, so, I guess I'll give it... Um, three manufactured T-virus cures they always had out mm. of 10. Yeah,
1: nice.
0: Um, practical effects, there's some legitimately good like, mm. moments in there, but it's just a trash heap. Three out of 10 is better than two. That's something. It certainly is. And I hate to like kind of lump on films, but sometimes it's just, like, yeah. I, I kind of had, I don't know, I didn't have high expectations, but I had like reasonable expectations. I'm like, yeah. oh, this would be all right. It'll be fun. And it really wasn't. Yeah. So, um, Resident Evil, the last chapter. Well, let's hopefully it really is. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, do you have anything else you want to
1: review over here? I do have. I uh yes. I have two more, but I might just do one. I won't do both of them. I recently watched the fourth and hopefully final season of Sherlock. Okay, how ah. was that? Have you guys seen, seen any seen of like it? I've seen like
2: the first. Oh, I watched the first ever... episode? So you're not, not, not watches then. No. So so, but we do want, want, want to be, watch be, it. Yeah, okay, so I'll give
1: you a spoiler-free
0: review. It's pretty cheap at work at the moment. It's like twenty five percent
1: off. So oh, wow. yeah, it's, it's um. Says, i just up this aircon. You... The reason yeah, I yeah, didn't I enjoy say. it as much as the last ones, I feel like the first season and the second season, to an extent, were almost like hidden gems. Like mm. they, It wasn't mm. a big show yet, and it felt like they were really true to the source material and all that kind of stuff. And I just feel like it's inevitable when a show blows up and it's really popular now, and the mm. two main guys, Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Martin mm-hmm. Freeman, they're huge now. They're both massive movie stars. Yeah. They're both yeah. in Marvel films now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they almost just become caricatures of themselves, rather than portraying it. And like, so the the peripheral characters who were funny because, what in one point in an episode they come in and say something funny, mm. they're now major parts of it, and they overstay mm. their welcome. In the, mm. the, I just found so definitely wasn't who as good.
2: Are, who wrote Sherlock? Who's the writer?
1: The original. Yeah, uh, Arthur uh, Conan Doyle.
2: No, no, not the not the book like oh. of the TV show. Oh, Stephen Moffat. Moffat. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I was gonna say, Mark is it Stephen Moffat? Yeah, well, Stephen Moffat does that thing. That's what Stephen Moffat is the reason why I stopped watching Doctor Who, because he creates these amazing characters and then he fucks it all up mm. by putting them back in and they way overstay their welcome. Mm-hmm. So, like for instance, um, you know, he created the Weeping Angels, right? And that was a brilliant villain in Doctor Who. And then he was like, after a while, he's like, oh, what am I going to do? What what should I do for this episode? I know. I'll bring the Weeping Angels in again. Mm. And so he makes a whole other thing about the Weeping Angels. And this time, something's a little bit different. And it goes against the rules that he had established with yeah. them. And then he brings them in again. And then he brings them in again. And then, like, you know, River Song, for example, you know, she was great in that one-off episode in the library. And then all of a sudden, you look at, like, um, season, pff, I don't know what it is. I think it's season six season Mm. five and season six and season seven and it's just the river song story everybody hates river song okay and they hate river song because she's in that show all the time and so i was like i was pretty sure it was Stephen moffat but i didn't want to say just in case like it sounded a bit silly but yeah i think that's like Stephen moffat's problem because he can create some awesome stuff and then I really feel like after a while he runs out of ideas, and so then he just does the same recycles old it, thing yeah. and recycles it and reuses yeah. it, but to the point where you're then sick of that yeah. character, and you're just like, I can't watch this anymore.
1: So I think like now that I've seen four seasons of it, I did think, you watch
0: the special as well, the yeah, Promenade Branch? Yeah,
1: I did. I think that they should have finished it at season two. Mm. Does that, finish on? A, you guys are still about to come. I it.
0: remember there's like a whole like ambiguous ending where like is it going to come back and yeah, stuff. So
1: I know there's a big it finishes on a cliffhanger yeah. it's not so much a cliffhanger but you think well that can't be it mm-hmm. um, and yeah and they like I wish that was it <laughs> yeah uh, it's because I think if yeah. it finishes then it's one of the great shows ever well that's ever. the thing
2: exactly when, Steve, when Stephen Moffat and Russell T Davies were working together on Doctor Who um, you know those that, those first three seasons of Doctor Who so Christopher Eccleston and the two seasons with um, David Tennant yeah. and I would go even far as to say the first season with Matt Smith yeah well,
0: Those what about season like, four
2: with David Tennant? Well, oh, yeah. And then the, oh, yeah, yeah. And the Donna Doctor.
0: And then the, special, so the, and then the specials with David Tennant as well. Yeah, that's
2: right. Um, it's like
0: five seasons.
2: And then, I'd yeah, I'd go so far as to say and the end of season one with Matt Smith. That was like golden age for Doctor Who, mm. I think. In I'll, terms mm. of, like... Modern Doctor Who.
0: I wouldn't even go End Season 1 with Matt Smith. I found no, no, no,
2: that season is actually really good. No,
0: I remember watching because I binge watched it because I was like, is it good? And you're like, yeah, it's alright. Like, you should give it a go. And I remember, like, by then, I'm like, this. I, I didn't like the it's, ending. I
2: don't think it's as bad as the Martha season. The Martha season is probably the worst.
0: I like the Martha season. That, but that that's my block. first season. In so. that,
2: oh, well, there you go. See, that's got a special. Because that has the Family of
0: Blood in it, which is really yeah, cool. Yeah, that's
2: a really good episode the gridlock is shit. Well, like, gridlock. like the worst episode.
0: No, they're worse.
2: Anyways. <laughs> after about the, What about
0: the farting alien episode?
2: Yeah, that's shit too. Yeah. That's in the Christopher Eccles season. Yeah. The Slovene. Um, but I reckon this is just my opinion, but I reckon once it goes season 2 of Matt Smith, it falls apart mm. because you get the reemergence of the weeping angels like another two times you get nothing but the river song story and it becomes river amy um rory and the doctor and so it's those four people then you get this whole thing about like how river song is actually amy's daughter come on that's a stupid storyline and then when it's not that storyline it's the victorian lesbian couple hello and the and the um who's the um sontaran and the green alien people, and I those and he does those episodes all the time where it's just focused on those characters. Those episodes are shit. Yeah. They're the worst episodes. And so I reckon like he's just after a while, like he does some great stuff. And he did fantastic stuff with Russell T. Davies. And then once Russell T. Davies left it started to go a bit downhill. But once it was like Stephen Moffat running out of ideas, it was mm. just
0: I think it's one of those cases where some people are born to be, born to be leading men and some are much better at supporting players. And I think Stephen Moffat works really well on yeah. a small scale, like mm-hmm. under, under a good leader, mm-hmm. but maybe he was just punching above his weight. Like, I don't want to say he's a bad writer, because he's definitely no, some I think, good stuff as I well. I think he's a good
2: writer no, think, yeah. up until a point. You know, I reckon he's a good writer for a couple of years, and then he needs to work on a new project. Yeah. He needs to stop trying to reinvent the wheel, mm. because he just needs ends to up breaking break the it. wheel
1: i i think i think i'm in agreement with tina i just like because he and this mark Gassis guy who fun fact is the guy you would know him he plays the head of the iron bank or whatever oh
2: okay you know, oh, cool. uh,
1: and he's in he's in sherlock as well um like the first two seasons are amazing mm. and they they created that they modernized it mm. as an adaption they brought like modern london and new technology into it mm-hmm. which was a like, stroke of genius. I really enjoyed that first episode. I' one I've seen, but I remember, because we were sitting down, I'm like,
0: I don't understand it. Why do people like this, Benedict Cumberbatch guy? Somewhere. I just don't get it. Mm. And within, like, 30 seconds of being on screen, I'm like, oh, I get it.
1: Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, I just think that he maybe stagnates a bit, and, yep. you know, like, keep the idea. Mm. Don't just, like, throw the baby out with the bathwater. Maybe yeah. he needs to recognise that, like, you know what, I've created something great. Mm -hmm. I'll pass it on to someone maybe a Mm. bit edgier than Mm -hmm. I am to make it a bit fresher. But Mm. yeah, yeah. he
2: really does suffer from that whole, like, once he's done something popular, going, oh, you know, like how bands have to go, oh, our next album has to be, like, better than the last album. No, Mm. it doesn't. It just has to Mm. be, you know, just just do it slightly differently or something like that. Because people will be happy to watch 20 seasons of Sherlock if it's just him solving cases. He doesn't have to go to space or he doesn't have to, like you know, turn into a woman or anything mm. like that. All he has to do is just do the... I mean, like, people watch, you know, 10 seasons of Friends, and it's just people sitting around yeah. drinking coffee yeah, all day, isn't right.
0: it? Here's a question, because you brought up the it's woman thing. It's like the
2: thing. best TV show ever. I've been apparently. having
0: this uh, debate at work recently. Mm. Um, so Peter Capaldi is, actually, is leaving Doctor Who. He mm. said he's doing his last season or whatever. And there are two people kind of sticking out at the moment to be potentially... Mm. Like, Ricardo, who are gunning for the role... Um, Tilda Swinton, Mm -hmm. and, um, oh, now I've forgotten her name, um, the girl who plays Agent Carter.
2: Yeah, that's right.
0: Um, Peggy O'Neill. Nope. (laughs) It's Peggy Carter, though, so well done. Um, now I'm doing a a humming and hawing a la Nick.
2: And is your question, um, what do I think of that?
1: Well, Hayley Atwell, Hayley Atwell. I've got a a question question for you, Tina. Mm. What do you think of, and it's always this way, Mm of, like, uh, casting a female version of a male character. That's what I was getting to. So this is the debate I've been having.
2: This is my my point of view. Um, Generally speaking, I obviously have no problem with that. Like, Mm. even I was talking before about production this year. Uh, We have a role that's traditionally a woman and Mm. a boy wants to play. And I'm like, yeah, sure, that'd be funny. That'd be a cool twist on it, Mm. sort of thing like that. But, and as much as I would love to see a female Doctor Who, the only reason I'm saying... No to a female Doctor Who is because in my mind, the way that the Time Lord regeneration works is that the gender stays the same, the physical gender, it's just the attributes of that gender. Mm. Now, if somebody was to come out with a statement and say, No, it's just the title that stays the same and the gender can change, mm. then I'd be like, sure, yeah, female Doctor Who, absolutely fine. But from the I've gathered, from the information that I've gathered, it's that you know, like certain specific DNA things stay the same and it's just like the physical attributes yeah. on the outside that change. So like yeah. you'll still have two hearts and all that sort of stuff like that. So um, that's, in, that's in terms of in the story. Mm. So like in the story, I reckon the doctor mm. should still be male because um, I think that the way he regenerates... It's just the superficial stuff on the outside. Mm. But then they also talk about like the different people that they are inside as well. Yeah. So that's where you could argue, no, the gender would change yeah. as well. Because, you know, when David Tennant changed, he goes, I don't know what kind of man I am. Mm. I might be a fighting man. I might be a peaceful man. I might be a coward and all that sort mm. of stuff like that.
0: Because I've been fighting... But, and... Go on, sorry.
2: Um, but that's within the storyline mm. in mm. terms of like the real world and jobs and acting and all that sort mm. of stuff like that. I absolutely have a female yeah. um, mm. Doctor because so I think that'd be cool. I've
0: been fighting an uphill battle for the last two weeks with a couple of people at work who are like, no, it's stupid. They're like, what you just need to do is create strong, interesting female roles. And I was like, absolutely. There are
2: so many strong, interesting female yeah. roles in Doctor Who. Every single role yeah. in Doctor but Who But they like, They're like, just
0: do your own show. I'm like, that's fine. I understand that, and that's fine. Mm. But it's been a crusty old dude for sixty years. Yeah. Like, try it mm. like mm. once. Like, what's the, what's the problem with it? Yeah. And, and like, exactly. no, because I was my doctor. I am like, yeah, that's cool. You still have your Doctor Yeah, who. that's right. And guess what? If people hate it and revolt, and they will, because they're nerds. Guess what? It'll and one, last. For, and
2: and they they're nerds, and they they're scared of women it, because traditionally it'll last
0: for one season, and you'll have yep. a crusty old white dude back in there. Yeah. My thing is like, but it doesn't matter because for me, I am like, no, like the doc. I am sorry, laws are aliens. Mm. Like, they might as well have both parts down there, as far as I'm concerned. Like,
2: Well, yeah, we don't know if the, do you know the doctor, like, it's what um, Jackie says. She goes, because Rose is like, he's got two hearts. And she's like, oh, I wonder what else he's got two of. Yeah. So we don't know if he's got two and penises. Also, uh, we don't know if he's got two I've also banana. found... We the, don't know how they mate and procreate.
0: I've also found the doctor, at least in this incarnation, um, the few that I've watched, to be very sexually ambiguous.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like, David
0: Tennant's Doctor was definitely in love with Rose Tyler, but he definitely was interested in Jack Harkness yeah, as well. Yeah, exactly, yeah. The same way that I found Matt Smith's Doctor to almost be asexual. Mm. Like, he didn't seem, like, really interested in men or women at all, even when River Song kind of came into it. He was yeah. never like, you know, kind of chasing after whatever. He's was more like, get out of the way, I'm trying to do stuff. Yeah, like, absolutely. So I didn't see a problem with it. And the other thing that came up with, and I think, actually, Hayley Atwell was looking at this role as well, is they're talking about doing a female James Bond, and I met mm. resistance on this as well. Who are like, no, it can't be James Bond is always a dude. I'm like, and I was like, guys, no. I don't know if you've understood this. James Bond is a code name. You don't yeah. think it's the same dude in twenty four films, do you? Like, it's mm. not. Like, it's just a title. It's
2: like, not his actual. It's not his birth it's name. It's not his real name. Sort of no, thing, of course yeah.
0: not. I think they tried to make that a real thing in Skyfall. Although I, I can't remember. If they did or not. I don't know what's I watch it. But it's like it can just be like there are girls named James. Yeah. And if you don't want to call it James Bond, which by the way, none of these films are called James Bond. By mm. the way, you can just refer to her as Bond. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, never mind the fact that there's a model James King who's a woman as well. But mm. that's beside the point. Like, why is there so, so like resistance? I understand people are like, oh, it's oversensitive. The period, oversensitive, and you know, trying to you know make up for all the lack of female roles and stuff in the past. I'm like, that might be part of it, but also.
2: Why women not? are take. Women make up fifty one percent of the population of the world. But
0: my, I think it's let's like, actually
2: put them in some roles and shit.
0: But my thing is also like, why not? Yeah.
2: Do you know what
0: I mean like, they just made Iron Man in the comics a fifteen year old black girl? Yeah. I don't care. Like, is the suit still there? Awesome. Mm. <laughs> they call her Ironheart now because it'd be weird for a girl to call it Iron Man. But mm. aside from that, it's mm. the same thing.
2: You got Spider Gwen. You got Gwenpool. You got Miss Marvel.
0: And I was even like, look. To a P, pe- and then I said this, and then it's when they all changed their tune, I was like, "Well, mm. what if it was just a, what if it was just another doctor? It was Doctor Who spinoff, and it was just a female Time Lord." And like, yeah, that's fine. I'm like, why? Why mm. is that fine? It's the same character. We just didn't call it Doctor Who to make mm. you feel better, like.
2: But you know, it's funny. It's also that whole idea of like, what if like for the last fifty years it's been a female doctor, and then it's like, oh, we're gonna change it to a male mm. doctor mm. or yeah, like I, that.
1: I'm, I'm I'm right in the middle because I you both have good points, but see. For, for, if they can introduce some law into Doctor Who, which means yeah. that, that's not gender specific, mm. I'd be. I think Tilda wouldn't be fantastic. actually. Yeah. I think she. Should but be a also, prime d- I'm pretty sure she was meant to be a dude in Doctor Strange. Like the Ancient One is traditionally a dude. Yeah. She really wasn't feminine, and I would. I just
2: be- saw her as asexual. Mm. Yeah. Mm.
1: Um, but for someone like James Bond, I mean, I wouldn't personally appreciate that being changed to a woman. Mm. That's probably a personal tasting, but I do. I don't see the point... I, I, I think your co-workers have a point where it's like... You, I just don't think you need to...
2: Is they doing it for the sake of doing like, it? Yeah. Of I don't think
1: you need to change a, tr- mm. like a, a role that has been played for like 50 years. I know yeah. your point, you were saying, like, um, if they do it once and it doesn't work, and it goes back, you haven't lost anything. Mm. But I just... I think, like imagine if they were like, yeah, we're going to we're gonna reboot uh, The Hunger Games, but Katniss is going to be like a dude. Mm. There'd be, mm. People would be fucking... Like, yeah. I think that's different, art. and look, it, I think it's a case-by-case situation as well, because the
0: Hunger Games, although, it, you know what, I wouldn't mind it, like, it, it wouldn't bother me so much, because it's all about, I mean...
2: Because it's, it's already action-y and male? Well, AL. no, no,
0: like, it's a well, it's a book about sacrificing yourself for mm-hmm. the lives of others, mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter who the hero is, I think it would be an uproar, because it's like, no, a strong female role, but it's and like... they've
2: given yeah. it to a man. Yeah, see, I yeah. think
0: that would be... But, yeah. like, but my argument is, like, they've ruined that franchise with the ending of the final...
1: Book mm. or final. I've read yeah. the book, but the final movie. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you already ruined it. So, yeah. like, but but my point about like so just using James mm. Bond or Bond is like, do you need to? Because there is a real equality now in mm. especially block action blockbusters. I mean, uh, it probably isn't 55th. Probably not representative of like. I was that. gonna say
0: I can't think of one. Like, because you're rattling off all like John Wick, Jack Reacher, mm. like Taken. I can't think of any films like that where a females are lead. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've Except just come like out of maybe a, um, we've just come out of a
1: period where to like
2: Tomb Raider or something like that, you know, or be Tomb that is great, or um, what uh, Resident Evil sort of thing like that. Yeah, but we
1: just came out of a period where like every teen blockbuster was a dystopian future where a girl yeah. was like, yeah, yeah. Um, but
2: that's because they're based on books and those books appeal to girls because girls read more statistically, mm-hmm, sort mm-hmm. of thing like that. So, you know, if you yeah. make your protagonist um, you know, as horrible as, you know, overused as this is, a strong female character mm-hmm. you know, that's going to appeal to the female readers more, sort yeah. of thing.
1: Um, so, yeah, like, I, I, think, I, I think you're right, like it's a case by case thing. Mm. Like, so, f- for me, I'll, I think Tilda Swinton would be a great doctor. Mm. I personally don't think they should change the gender of Bond. Yeah. What like,
2: if? Can I throw another spanner in the works? So, yeah. what if the That's there's a still a Bond girl? So it ends up being like a lesbian couple. Uh, that
1: would be worse. <laughs> yeah, I
2: thought you might change no, no, it. No, no, I'm
1: joking. Because uh-huh. my, my argument is like, no, there's a. Well, It'd be very progressive, wouldn't it? Yeah,
2: I think they should. Like, my, because there's always going to be a Bond girl.
0: Because people are always like, you know, it's like the, the, the argument I'm making. Like, no, it's about a man. Like James Bond is always a man. I'm like, and like all the men are spies. I'm like, well, what about M? Like, she mm. did just, like, apply for the job. Yeah. And, like, oh, she's yeah. pushed paperwork. She's got short hair. Like, yeah. she's, <laughs> like, she's definitely been an agent at some point. Like, mm. so you have a female literally leading MI6. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and Money Penny, who's, like, she hasn't really had much to do in this this version yet. But she's often, quite often helping Bond out she's as well. She's a badass in this new and also, generation. And though. also, all the Bond girls are pretty much badasses as well. So oh, yeah.
2: There's no, I love Bond girls.
0: So, I don't, I mean, More look. I can
1: see where you come from where you're like, oh, like, it's traditionally a man's man. So, and there are definitely some exceptions. But that's, not, but that's not my reason. I don't know mm. if that's how it came across. It's not just, like, what's traditionally a man's mm. role. But I just don't see the need for, yeah. for that particular role to be... Ch- I might have a different opinion on something else. But, like, what
0: if it was a spin-off of, like, the Bond universe? just like, this is Agent 00... 0069. <laughs> oh, a... of course it's 69. <laughs> It'd just be 069, because yeah. yeah. there's only 100, apparently. But, see, like,
1: I, look, I definitely... I know these aren't that comparable but like I was when it was on I loved Alias yeah Mm -hmm. and so like I'm not I'm not against the concept of like chicks being spies. yeah yeah yeah
2: Um, and Buffy and Angel yeah yeah or someone with Jessica
1: oh Dark Angel which is amazing I don't know if it holds up but it's wonderful so so I will I will seek out those other shows yeah but I don't need that to be forced Mm -hmm. on me by someone deciding that we need to change the gender. If they were to do it, you they also, have to do
2: it right. They can't do a Ghostbuster.
1: Are you also against Black James Bond? Well, no, uh, I thought I feel, like you, have, I would feel like
2: you should have a Black James Bond before you have a female James mm. Bond.
1: What if it was a Black Jane, female Jane? I'd say yeah. what if they do a female James? What if Bond it was Lester Jones? Oh Bond. God, no! If they, and they call it Jane Bond. I will <laughs> kill everyone in the this. Yeah. I shouldn't say that. <laughs> um, I think Idris Elba would be the major. Yeah, I think I, he'd be fantastic. I cannot pick... Bond. I want the, the next two Bonds. It either has to be Tom Hiddleston or Idris Elba. Mm. And maybe Hugh I, Jackman in what, third place.
0: Well, they they t- tend to only really cast British. So... Yeah. yeah, that's a
1: good point. What about... um? No, I don't know. They could go really like Hugh Grant. <laughs> just like a real like dapper. <laughs> yeah, Boston, yeah. Like, oh, 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 sorry. oh me. oh!
0: Well, that's just Johnny English then, isn't it, really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that
1: was
0: what, good. What a can of worms we opened. Yeah. I was just interested, because in I'm like... But it's interesting, like, even after all those debates, I guess I'm wrong, because even you guys, for the most part, were like, yeah, like I see what you're saying, but like... No, well, I
2: agree like... with you.
0: But the, but even you were kind of like, but like, well... From no, a story I'm... point of view, I'd probably just mm. make it a dude. So, so, so that's you're... okay. I don't mind being mm. the minority. Only like...
2: if they didn't come out and explain
0: yeah.
2: how the... If they didn't come out and explain how the... um. Regeneration
0: works. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, I was just I was just interested to see what your you know were. me,
2: James. I'm always going to mm. advocate for women mm. in roles of power.
0: Because someone someone's made a they made a one of the guys made a suggestion. Like, I can't remember what it was now. And I was like, well, maybe not that person. Like it was a case by case thing. I was like, well, I don't know if I recast that character, and I can't remember what it was. But I was even like, look, do a female Batman. I don't care. Like we have Batgirl. Mm. Batgirl's amazing. We have Batwoman. We have Batwoman. She's cool. She's lesbian. Yeah. Mm. And we have like. Jesse Quick Who's the female Flash Do you mean like We have Supergirl so, And I'm the biggest advocate of Supergirl I love that show So like I don't care Like if you change The gender I can't remember what it was That they said There's one where was like Oh I don't know But it wasn't
1: a superhero That I loved So like it was Yeah
2: mm-hmm.
1: I, See Yeah But you know Going back to one I think we might have Already discussed this But the, the remake of Ghostbusters mm. So I Again I don't know if this is playing in, Like into your point But yeah. like I would not have been against the same universe mm. and just like just like Another, another branch. Another branch, yes. yeah. But just it's there's something about like it's it's almost really
2: doing like, it? Yeah,
1: I'm almost like I maybe I'm reading too much into this and I probably sound like the biggest like misogynist of all time. But it, it almost feels like they were saying like, well if men can do it, we can yeah. have a female version of it mm. too. The problem but I, can't it be different like I'm um, I would see that but I, I like a few of those people and yeah. I don't know the other two. It's, it's not good, I've watched it. But like um I finally said that I watched it like, like yeah Kristen Wiig she's funny I like her like, I don't I'll, really know
0: the other the, I'll say this about the flick and this isn't the review I was getting into but I'll just say this, everyone is trying like everyone's trying really hard the problem is that it's just not a very good script yeah. like that, that's the biggest problem like I, I watched them. i like it, this is this was my review of the film I was talking about it on Woodcast and then I recorded it but Tom I was like it just didn't leave it was instantly forgettable and that's the problem with it like there just wasn't enough in there like with all those women, they should have gone for a more. I know they want to like dirty
2: jokes. No, <laughs> I know
0: they want to. I know they want to make a Ghostbusters film that little girls can go and watch. And I get that, and I appreciate that. And I think that's wonderful. They should definitely do that. But with that cast, I was like, why didn't you go for like the MA version? Why don't you go for the like? Mm. You guys are all known for telling dirty jokes, and there's no not one dirty joke yeah. in there. Like for me, but for me, I was like, and when they announced the cast, I'm like, why didn't you just go two boys, two girls? Like, why did you have to reverse all the roles? Like, you could have just tw- you could have done two boys, two girls, or three girls, one boy, or three boys. One- like, do you know what or I mean? Two like-
2: girls, one cup.
0: A <laughs> couple of ghosts. <laughs> um, like, I think the problem was from the very beginning they were touching a property that no one wanted. To- to be touched. It's like, even Bill Murray yeah. didn't want it Nobody to be Nobody wanted
2: it to be yeah. remade.
0: It's one of those ones where just, it's like, like Back to the Future. Yeah. Like, it's just one of those ones Like
2: oh my God, if they ever remake that, it, I will be shattered. Do you remember
0: like six years ago though? Were, like, we're remaking it with Bieber. Like, they talked about that. Oh my God. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And then Robert Zemeckis came out recently and was like, look, I own the rights to it. Um, as long as I'm alive, there'll be no remake. Like, yeah. Um, But it's just one of those properties that shouldn't have been touched to begin yeah. with. And we actually pitched a version of it, uh, Tom and I, on our podcast a couple of years ago. We were like, look, this is how you do it. This is how you do a Ghostbusters remake. First of all, it's not a remake, it's part three. Uh, for, uh, you don't make it an American one, it's a British one. It's directed by Edgar Wright, and your two main Ghostbusters are Simon Pegg and Nick Frost. And they were kids during the events of the original two Ghostbusters films, and they want to be they want to be Ghostbusters. And because it's Britain, you get all this fantastic British history and lore of like creatures and ghosts and monsters and stuff, and Bendy Cumberbatch is the villain. And Rosamund Pike's one of the Ghostbusters. Like, she's your female one. And she would tell Edgiafors, you you your token black Ghostbuster. Because there's always a token black Ghostbuster. Not being, be, being racist, look at those films. There's always one black <clears throat> person. And then you get to have Martin Freeman cameo. And you can have, like, Mackenzie Crook cameo. He can be, like, one of, like, one of the ghosts or something. Mm. Like, you have this rich tapestry of wonderful actors. Ian McCallum could be in it. Like, you get to bring all these people in and get someone like Edgar Wright and Sam Pegg writing it that's how you do it and then you can have Dan Aykroyd in it or, or um, Bill Murray in it and they're just like they Skype in they're like oh we heard you've got it you're dealing with something over there do you need our help like mm. we've got experience with this or whatever and then like maybe like Dan Aykroyd's washed up and he's doing like cheesy TV ads for like do you have ghosts at home and stuff <laughs> and that's how you kind of breathe life into a franchise without disrespecting the original while it making it part of your new one and stuff and I said, and you get other girls. No, I know. I just said Rosamund Pike, but you can get a bunch of people in there. Like it doesn't have to be all dudes and one girl or whatever. But I think that's how you do it. Like you make sure that the first ones are this. Like this is literally a love letter to the first one. It's like we were, we love these first two movies so much. that the characters are inspired by those events and those movies mm. and stuff. Like that's how you do it. I think that's my version. I think that's the one. That's the movie that I would like to see. Anyway, we did like a really long version of that. Yeah, a few years ago. But um. Yeah. Anyway, so we've solved crises crises today. <laughs> crisis alert.
2: <laughs> crisis alert.
0: Um, I was gonna. I should review that movie. Shouldn't like 46 minutes in. Oh yeah. Um, would you rather me review um another zombie film or a lesbian drama?
1: Lesbian drama.
0: A lesbian drama. Okay, so I watched last week a movie called The Handmaiden. Um, it was directed by uh the director of Old Boy, Chan Park. Mhm. Um, and. It's, it's just wonderful, man. It's this wonderful Korean film um, about this girl who works for like a con artist and um, she's going to live with like this upper-class family. I think it's like in the I want to say it's like the ni- 19th century or early 20th century and she's going there to be like her kind of assistant, like a little her handmaiden or whatever, yeah. but then it turns out they're going to swindle them for like all this money and stuff. Yeah. And it's very hard for me to kind of explain without explaining the twists. So basically, it's, it's basically it's a con film, and it's told in three parts from three different perspectives. Um, and it's this wonderful mystery, and it's very kind of subtle and stuff. But then just like two or three times, smack bang in the middle of the film, are the most intense, aggressive lesbian sex scenes I've ever wow. seen in my life. To the point where I was like, and it's all in Korean. So, like, to the point where I'm like, I have to turn it down and pull the blinds so I'm worried the neighbours are going to think I'm <laughs> watching extreme porn. And I'm not. Um, and it's... But they're necessary. I wasn't like I was like, I wasn't, like, well, that was perverse and unnecessary. Why was all this sex in it? But, like, it really plays into the film. Um, I don't know really what else I can really say without spoiling too much because it's very... The plot is so intricate without any mention of certain plot points might give it away, but... It's essentially about... Well, I'll say this as well. So, the man that the, the handmaiden is working for, the con man, he intends to marry this rich girl, um, steal her from her uncle who also wants to marry her, and then dispose of her body and take her riches. Um, and then the plot kind of goes from there. And as I said, like it's told in three different points of view. So you see it from the girl who's working for the con man's point of view, the con man's point of view, and the girl who's being conned. Um... And I think that's about all I can say without spoiling too much. But um it's is it suspenseful? Um a little bit. Like it's more of it definitely plays more of a drama, because when I found out by the director of Old Boy, I was like, this is gonna be amazing. And because Old Boy is this wonderful tale of revenge, and this guy like beats people up with like a blunt hammer and stuff, like it's really like violent and, and great. And this is not that like it's very subtle. There's definitely some graphic violence towards the end some very graphic sex in it but aside from that it's actually very su- subtle and almost plays a little bit like a soap opera but not in a cheesy campy way like just it's yeah really really wonderfully told uh it's like a two two hour and 20 minute film like it's it's long it's pretty long and stuff um but yeah and then there's just, like these weird random scenes where like the uncle gets his niece who's trying to marry to like read excerpts of like erotic literature to like um audiences of men that come by and visit their readings like once a week whatever and there's all this talk of like bells like their sex toys that ring when lesbians have sex like it's so like (laughs) bizarre and twisted and like it's yeah it's really weird but not uncomfortably weird like I loved it I couldn't believe how much I enjoyed this film you could have taken all the sex out of it and I still would have loved it I thought it was just so well performed and all the like the mystery and intrigue was set up just really really wonderfully um and that's about all I can say without spoiling it. So is it set mod- uh, current? Dead? No, no, I think it's like late 19th century. Oh, sorry, yeah, you just, you just say that. I think. Like, it's kind of hard to tell. Because it's all very traditional, you don't really see people using technology. Like, they use... Oh, you know what? It is early because they talk about how their house... They're very lucky and they're very wealthy because they have electric lighting. And that's kind of rare in that area yeah. of Korea, so...
1: Um, North Korea. South Korea.
0: But, um... Okay, that's good. I might check it out. Definitely worth checking out. Like one of the guys I work with like said it was the best one we saw last year. Whoa. I was like, all right, I'll check it out. And. Do you just grab it from iTunes? Yeah. yeah. Um, I wouldn't. I don't know if it would crack my top five. Oh, you know what? It might. I've, my top five is already like officially set in stone, but it probably would have knocked one of those bottom two out, I think. Because um, it was really enjoyable. Yeah. And also, I look classy if I watch foreign films. Yeah, that's. It's probably your number one film. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'll give it uh, eight. Ringing bells out of ten. Nice, nice. That's a good review. Yeah, um, really wonderful. Like I was after I watched, I was like, "Hold on to the tenor," and then I was like, "I'm not sure like be able to deal with like the." Oh in-
2: uh, yeah, I'll be able to deal with it.
0: Yeah, um, but make a night of it. Because I find <laughs> a lot. Of, I find a lot of the Korean films I watched. I've watched quite a few now. They're not subtle when they come to the violence and their sexuality. They just put it all out there, oh, yeah. and they don't mind having like weird stuff in there. Like um, in Old Boy, have you seen? Oh then the The remake. remake yeah. So um you know what the twist is in that uh, at the end of Old Boy instead of um, him leaving the way Josh Brolin did, he just has his memory erased so he can keep that relationship yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, which I was like, that is way messed up yeah. that they released that and people were okay with it or whatever. But it's why I enjoyed the original more because it's they're like, we're just gonna push it to like yeah, to extremes and yeah. stuff um so handmaiden people should definitely check it out don't be like and even if you're squeamish about the sex stuff, like don't worry like the film is that good it doesn't matter yeah. like provocative cinema yeah really very provocative i watched a bunch of films by that director after that because i was like you know what, i really want to see his whole uh, yeah, yeah. filmography um so i'll save the other korean film i watched which wasn't by
1: him for next yeah. week we should have a career week we have <laughs> korean fried chicken which is delicious korean barbecue yeah yum
0: But that's not what we're talking about. Uh, Well, now we have some trailer trash. (laughs) That jingle gets better every week. (laughs) Did anyone watch any trailers this week? No. No. I did, so I'll tell you one. I watched Mm -hmm. it really quickly. Uh, A trailer came out, I think, two days ago from an independent uh, comedy called Colossal. Um, It stars Anne Hathaway, and she plays this uh, kind of raging, recovering alcoholic. um, And she gets so drunk and stuff, she can never remember what happens the night before and then one morning she wakes up and they see the news and there's this monster just, like, stomping all over Japan. It's either Japan or Korea, but it's... it's always Japan. Yeah, I can't remember which one it is. That. It's either Japan or Korea, I can't remember exactly. And you think that's the kind of, like, this weird kind of subplot or whatever. And then it turns out, in her drunken blackouts, she is in control of the monster? Like, that's really right on the trail, it's one of those boring thing so like you just see like her go through a night like kind of trampling all over like glasses and tables or whatever <laughs> and then the monsters is the same thing oh really like at night in the city it's crushing yeah and so then you see like this wonderful bit where like she's kind of like doing the macarena or something and the monster's doing it and, yeah. um, and I assume it's a metaphor for like inner demons um, but yeah it looks really fun like it's this indie comedy that's kind of bizarre and quirky and it looks really really great so I think that's a hot one to watch yeah to check it out yeah I'm looking forward to it hopefully we'll get um, a, a release out here guys it's our time of the week or the episode where we talk about the topic
2: Did you turn that
0: off I turned it down oh. Yeah. yeah um, so with just <laughs> the bickerings of an <laughs> almost married couple <laughs> turn the aircon off yeah it's fine um, this weekend is the academy awards guys so we thought what better way than to predict all the winners no we didn't uh instead I what, do
1: want to know what you think is going to win but we'll do that at the end.
0: Yeah, we'll go through the list if you like. Yeah. Um instead we'll like let's talk about people who haven't won Academy Awards that probably should. So these are our top 5 nominees for an Academy Award at some point, not limited to any department. So actors, directors, writers, sound engineers,
1: producers. musicians, producers. Do producers win, I guess they win like in best picture and stuff. Yeah, best picture everyone goes up. Sure. I think okay. I saw you up there last year. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know what, James? You go first. Hugo go first? Yeah. The little kid who was scared of the
0: dark? I don't know. Um, Alright. With that terrible You joke, get punished?
1: <laughs> You're first either. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> go uh, okay, so my first person is an actor. Um, one of... Uh oh, there's a couple on there, but I didn't do all actors. Um, and this is a guy who's been acting for, I want to say, like, 60 years at this point. Like, definitely since, like, the 50s. Um, you always see him has a like, kind of a character actor, like, a, the kind of a, a subplot character in in films he never has a lead role until I think his first like, big lead role uh, was in 2011 in a movie called Red State and this is an actor mm-hmm. named Michael Parks you would probably know him as the sheriff in Kill Bill um, in fact he plays the sheriff in a lot of Quentin Tarantino films and he played the sheriff in a lot I think a lot of Robert Rodriguez films as well and he also was the lead in Tusk, the crazy old man in Tusk Yes, I know who you're talking about now. This dude is a fantastic character actor and he's proven with those two Kevin Smith films. And regardless of what people think of Kevin Smith, um, those films have strong performances in especially for him, Like, he took a dopey script about a guy turning another guy into a walrus and made it frightening. He turned
1: it so creepy, didn't he?
0: Yeah. um, This dude has never, ever... In fact, I think they tried to get him a nomination for Red State, but um, there was some political thing. Like weird Hollywood politics that kind of prevented that from happening but um, this guy is fantastic and he's already like over, like almost 80 years old or something So he, he's 76 So there you go so sadly probably not I mean hopefully he lives live to 100 but yeah. maybe not um, this guy needs some recognition and we need to see him get a, an award at some point because he's just wonderful to watch like even in Kill Bill when he's very like he plays two roles in Kill Bill he plays the sheriff and then part two he plays the Mexican drug lord who has a lot of prostitutes mm. um, and he's just fascinating to watch any time he talks like you see in those Kevin Smith films um, Kevin Smith deliberately didn't cut away from Michael Parks wherever he could so he could just do these long monologues because he's just so fascinating and to compelling. watch yeah wonderful wonderful actor so my first pick my number five pick is
1: Michael Parks cool hit it Tina
2: alright so I found this list very difficult to make and also I only made it about 20 minutes before we started podcasting that's okay uh, because I didn't have any time to do any research and this was one that required quite a bit of research. So my list is not necessarily uh, good. <laughs> um, there were just people that I would like to see win an academy. That's okay, award. That's I don't know if is. they I don't know if they deserve to win an Academy Award, but I like them. That's so okay, number so five no wrong answers. Yes. Number five wrong. is Robert Downey Jr. Ah, cool. Yeah. I like, I like.
1: Yeah. I like that cool. So I
2: was like You know what He should have gotten it For Chaplin mm. uh, He's a really good guy He does a lot of like I mean I suppose this doesn't count But he does you know A lot of charity work And stuff like that And I just think you know He's a really good actor He's
0: been nominated twice For Academy yeah, World, exactly. Do you know what the other one was? Um, you—if you don't know, you won't be able to guess it. It's crazy. Really no,
2: it. I saw it, and I've forgotten what it is. He got nominated
0: for Tropic Thunder, where that's he played right, the whole film yep. in blackface. Oh, yeah, that's, yeah right. that's right. Um, that's I agree. Is. I think he should be. And like we talked about it a couple of weeks, ago, we were talking about our favorite films of you know last year, and I thought that you know it's a—it's disappointing that comic book films don't get kind yeah. of treated with that prestige. I understand that you know the kind of fun, dopey films, but like the performances in those are real. And if anything, like if you want, like if you want to believe in the redemption of a person, like look at Robert Downey Jr. fifteen years ago, yeah, and then look at him from Iron Man forward. Like he literally has become Tony Stark yeah. in real life. Yeah, um, I totally
1: agree with that. Choice. I think you sort of get looked down on for playing a character like Iron Man a number yeah. of times, but I can't see anyone else doing that. And no. he's just like he's like a master at that mm. character mm-hmm. now. Like if he's not like last year when Civil War came out, if there's a better. Person playing a character than him, like you just—that's his character now. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, so I'm, I'm definitely in agreement there. Yeah, and that's I cool. think, uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of the Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, and his British accent's
0: pretty good in that. Yeah. yeah. I've only seen again. I've only like seen the first one probably because I got to watch the second one again because it defeated me. I don't know how. Yeah. But that first one is fantastic. Yeah. Everything the guy does. I, mean, I haven't seen the Judge yet, which I really want to watch. Mm. But even when he's in films that aren't as good, he elevates. Mm. Um.
1: So I'm into. I think it's a great choice, Tina I wouldn't be concerned about that at all.
2: Thanks.
1: So my number five is someone she's been around for a long time now and I actually was she wasn't in my original list because I just assumed she probably had won one um, And so, but I did that thing where I was like I wonder who else I like, googled mm. like best people who haven't won uh, so it's Sigourney Weaver. Yeah.
2: Oh has she not uh, won one? She
1: has not won like you think going from Alien for, was that her first? I don't know what it, first it was. It wasn't a, I think it was her first um, but definitely, definitely a breakout role. Yeah. She's just like and you know what I'm not surprised that she hasn't won an Oscar for a leading role, but I'm shocked she hasn't just picked up like a supporting. Mm, like she's did. brilliant. Mm. Like everything I see, every movie she's in has mm-hmm. like a supporting role. I'm just like yeah, she's like the perfect choice for that. So I know it's a, I know that like, again, it's a big blockbuster, but like she's so good in Avatar. Yeah. I, not, like, uh, I'm I don't know if you it. So she's yeah, so I was surprised that she hadn't won one after like being acting for like forty years. So. Mm. I'll say this, and it'll probably pop up even more
0: as we go along. This, but have you noticed how the first three people we've chosen are all people who are in like niche genre pictures and stuff? Mm. They're in films that t- tend not to get that yeah, kind of those right. accolades and yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, but I would agree with you as well. I think yeah, Sugoni is great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back to me. So my number four isn't an actor. I went to a director. Um, but honestly, I think this guy should be nominated for anything. He could be nominated for being a director, for producing, for uh, score, uh, for writing. Uh, I'm shocked he hasn't been nominated for something in any of those categories yet. Um, it's Robert Rodriguez, um, uh, yep. who most famous, like, probably more famously know now as like one of Quentin Tarantino's best friends than anything else. But he did the Spy Kids franchise. He did both Sin City films. He did Desperado, El Mariachi. Once upon a time in Mexico. Um,
2: well, who's one of your favorite directors.
0: He's one of the first directors I studied seriously when I was younger. Mm. Um, he did Planet Terror. Like the guy's done, been working consistently for the last plays guitar yes. twenty five. Yeah, so I said, score. He writes all his own scores. Like, oh, that's cool. Um, for the last twenty five years, almost he's been working consistently. Mm. Um, and even if uh, the Machete films, even if his films aren't commercial hits, you've never seen movies like the movies he's made like everything he does is different and interesting he does this really great thing where he brings a real uh, Mexican flair to his films because obviously there's tension between Mexico and America he's both he's a Mexican-American and he uses that to his advantage and you don't really see a lot of stuff like that where you see a lot of Mexican kind of heroes like Machete is literally a Mexican superhero like
2: Mm.
0: there's all these wonderful things Um, and yeah I don't care if it's not uh, from Russell Dawn I forgot from Russell Dawn which is
1: fantastic is that his he directed it oh, wow. Tarantino
0: wrote it and he directed yeah, it yeah that's cool um it's the faculty like this guy's been working forever making is that him
1: yeah Elijah Wood yeah yeah How can you tell me how old that film is
0: it's I was in 97 because
1: like when they started making Lord of the Rings Frodo was like 19 or 20 like, yeah Elijah Wood sorry like yeah Frodo. I'm like and I remember seeing the faculty when I was a kid right yeah I'm like how old he must have been 15 when they made that or something like quite that quite
0: possibly man yeah yeah um the dudes been, and like again it doesn't have to be just for directing it could be for writing it could be for producing for writing like for musical mm-hmm. talents and stuff but the, the and I looked I double I had to double check so I'm like surely I can't put him in my top 5 he's never won an academy award so um, if you had to
1: choose a category then what would you put him under you know like what's he most worthy of winning
0: I mean I, honestly I'd say directing like you watch that. like what's that like desperado desperado is his second film the first film he made for like thirty thousand dollars. And then he made Desperado, which is kind of a big budget remake, but also kind of a sequel. And the amount of stuff he squeezes into that film for that budget. Like it's this amazing, like action Western Mexican soap opera that shouldn't work but does, and it's delightful. And it's like one of Antonio Banderas's first roles and stuff, like and even like even though Sin City Two probably wasn't as good as the first one, like the fact that he took that material and made it look exactly... like You've never seen a comic book movie that looked that much like a comic book. Mm-hmm. Like, he's done it, and, like, unashamedly, unabashedly, he was just like, this is what I'm making, this is my film. Mm. Um, the dude just makes fun movies. Um, and Which
2: one would you say he would win an Academy Award for?
0: I mean, probably out of all, probably Desperado. He's probably mm. the biggest contender out of the stuff he's done so far. But who knows what's coming next. Like, this guy's... he made, Actually, he made a film. I think it's called... Uh, 2101 or something mm. and it's referred to as the movie you'll never see he's he's made it he's shot it I think John Malkovich started it It's stops in the vault and it'll be opened and released in 100 years time when everyone's dead
1: right. yeah. just because Well, what if I want to see it <laughs> too
0: bad
2: <laughs> and now you know
1: about it so
0: you'll never yeah, I know about he, I was <laughs> really happy not knowing about it <laughs> um, so yeah Robert Rodriguez definitely should what be what if
2: good. the format to play it doesn't exist
1: well yeah what's he he's put it on tape has he <laughs> <laughs> It's a flip book. <laughs> uh, Tina. Tina. Hit him.
2: Alrighty. In. Hit me with your best shot. Alright, number four. I have, again, don't know if she really deserves it, but I like her. Um, I like her a lot. It's Emma Watson.
0: She was almost in my list, I agree. Totally. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: I, um, I just think she's great. She is. I just think it's she's really leviosa. good. Leviosa. Not Leviosa. Um,
0: and I'll say that, like, well, you know, you talk about it because it's your choice. Well, That's all you got.
2: That's all I got, really. Also, like, I just really like it. Ignore
0: the Potter films, like, mm. and she's great in those. Like, she's just making really interesting decisions, like Regression, Where the again, like, it's one of those films a lot of people seem not to like. I loved Regression. I thought it was so interesting, yeah. to do. and like such a dark, I really a dark regression. choice for her. Like, and to see her play a role like that, we won't spoil it because Nick obviously hasn't seen it from his
1: rapid searching on his phone. Yeah, but that's after everything just for those who are at home listening every time James mentions something I'm just on IMDb I I'm like, wonder what that is <laughs>
0: um, it's really fascinating really fun Like and like a, a great kind of um, religious thriller which you've done yeah bit. and then Colonia which we watched really recently yeah. as well another great like it, I mean it's a film about a cult so of course I'm into it Like, mm. but she plays it so well and she's opposite Daniel Brühl like, she's a really good she plays really well opposite her supports like she really she's not only a great actress, but she's mm. a great support for her co-actors yeah, and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I absolutely agree. Mm. And she probably hasn't done as much um, as, say, like, Daniel Radcliffe has been working consistently since yeah.
1: Potter. Um, but I think she's just taking her time she's making... definitely
2: done more than Rupert.
1: You know, she... Um... the what I didn't like her in that film uh, where she was part of that gang who... T- oh, gang the style. Bling she, Ring? Yeah. I loved I the Bling I Ring. Did, I didn't like her in that. Oh. I didn't love
0: the film. I think the film was okay. I didn't love it, but I thought she was really good. Like, that bit... Um, at the end, where they're interviewing her, and she's like, Shut up, mom. Yeah. I, like, I was like, I believe that she's an American. Oh, and also Perks of Being a Wallflower. She's oh, great yeah, as well. I thought about person. that. Yeah. Um, which is just a great film, and everyone should watch Perks of Being a Wallflower. Because um, mm-hmm. Ezra Miller's great as
1: well. So,
2: was it because like you'd seen her as a nerd, and you know that she did not like that in real life, and so yeah. it seemed like she was putting it on, yeah. sort of thing?
1: Yeah, but, but also, I actually um, I heard about that film, and I'm like, Oh, I'll get the iTunes download of that. And there was a made-for-TV movie, which is based off, mm. Yeah. and I got, it's just called The Bling Ring, so I'm like, oh, watch this. Mm. And so, part of me resents her, because I was waiting for her to show up, yeah. for like an hour and a half, <laughs> she like, oh, she's up. in the trailer a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I was, literally, I was, I'm like, this is getting towards the end, and I had to be like, hang yeah. on, something's going on here. Yeah. I remember you talking the story, yeah, um, that's great. Yeah, and so I, I then got the film, mm. and I actually prefer the made-for-TV one. Oh, really? I just think it's okay, it probably, yeah. it felt a bit more authentic, because mm. it's obviously got a way smaller budget. It just, yeah. it felt a lot more claustrophobic when they break into the houses. I did have,
0: yeah, with the bling ring, um, I had, because I did enjoy it, one of the problems I had is I didn't buy a lot of performances. And also, I didn't understand a lot of the characters. I was Mm. like, I don't understand their motivations. Yeah, why they, yeah. Mm. Like, Tisa, for in as well. She plays, I think, one of the main girls. She's also in American Horror Story. Um, And I think she plays a girl like ends up hooking up with that guy a lot or whatever. Mm. And I think she's a really wonderful actress as well. But once again, I'm like, I don't understand your motivation. I don't understand anyone's motivations. Like, the fact that you just want to steal stuff for the sake of it. Mm. I understand that's what they did, but I didn't think it was explained very well in the film. But... Take that away. I still think Emma Watson's great in it. So, um, and I think she's great in everything she does. So, that I've seen.
1: Mm. What's next on your list? Uh, it's a director. Nice. Um, I wonder
0: who it could be. I'm thinking.
1: He's not yet David Fincher. No, he's what? Yeah, he hasn't won. An he's Oscar. never won.
0: A, are you kidding me?
1: He's only. And I'll tell you what he's been nominated for. That boggles my mind. I mean, he's. We're not, I think he was nominated for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, no, I don't think it was e- even that. Um, well, seven. Like, it's. Uh, hang on, wait, let me get to answer my <laughs> All right, so Oscar nominee. Oh, Social Network. Social Network and Curious Case of Benjamin Button. He
2: didn't win one for Social Network. No. Wow. Or Curious Case of Wow. And
1: I was going through. I was actually talking to, to my brother about this list that we were doing. And I was like He was asking who I put in And I was like David Fincher And because he, he's not Just that into films He was like Oh what does he do And I was like I was I was just like Reeling off his films yeah. And he's got so many Great yeah. films Seven like Fight Club Panic
0: Room Zodiac Zodiac Z- Z- Gone Girl Yeah
1: um, and Gone Girl's another flick
0: that I remember watching recently
2: he's never won an award oh my god these are and, amazing films
0: and I um, like the only dud in there really is like Alien 3 and that's not even his fault like he had like no control
1: over the film the, and I'm even in a minority because I'm the only person on the planet who I really like the remake of The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo with Daniel Craig I like it too I am not seen the original
0: but I really like the remake yeah. Yeah. if my like complaint was like, yeah it's a bit long but aside from that well so
1: the, the thing I would just say about that is um, the remake it's quite true to the source material, it's just shined up a little bit. Mm. It's just a bit more of a budget, a bit more, like, mm. Daniel Craig, rather than, like, who's, like, a buff yeah. guy, rather than, like, this sort of old... And I get why people were like, oh, it wasn't true to it, because mm. the reporter in the original one, he's, like, a bit older, a bit of a gut, you know, yeah. he looks a bit scruffy, mm. and Daniel Craig's just like James Bond. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, like, oh, so, yeah, so uh, I...
0: Was shocked when I, I can't believe he's... that. I'm literally, I'm trying to think. I'm like, surely he must be one like
1: Fight Club yeah. seven. Mm. Yeah, what's in the box? Not an Oscar, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: sadness, disappointments in the box. Mm. Um, and he's only
0: at number four. I, I, I like now. I'm worried. Um, number three for me is another actor, um, and this is a guy who do you know? What I just realized? there's no girls on my list. really bad about that now guys I've got two I do good Um, but Emma Watson was always on my list this is a guy who um, I constantly see on like posters and DVD artwork and stuff and something about his face just irritates me so I always get put off by him but every single time I watch him in something I'm like this guy's a great actor I loved him in There Will Be Blood I loved him in Prisoners I loved him as the lead in Swiss Army Man I'm talking about Paul mm. Dano. Um, this guy's like a phenomenal actor. Like, every single... Like, he's so intense and, like... I don't know how, how old he is. He can't be much older than us. Like, if he is older no, than he us... Old, like he's he's, like, he's about 18. Us. Yeah. he always... Especially like, 18. Yeah. But every time I see him, like, this guy's just got... Yeah, he brings it, doesn't he? It's just this real intensity to him and this, this wonderful aura about... I don't know what it is... Like, you know, like you can just tell he's like playing to win every mm. time mm. he performs or whatever. He's I'm even good mean. in Looper.
1: Oh my god, he's in Looper. Yeah. How yeah, tragic I is don't his? Remember him in he's a friend that like, yeah, he's like he's got a chance. Oh. He, he comes and like begs him for help, and yeah. um, Joseph Gordon like, hides him in his little cellar thing. Oh. And then like the old version of him, they capture the young version. Yeah. It's one of the most horrific things I've ever. It's not even that graphic. Mm. When you, the old you. The cameras with the old guy running away, the older mm. version of Paul Dano, mm. and they've captured the younger version, and you can see the old guy's like fingers disappearing, disappearing. In yeah. the scar, and you can see that they're like torturing, yeah. and it just as he gets closer, you can see his nose disappear. So yeah. they're obviously just like torturing him, yeah. To death, yeah, and it's so like horrific to see. But yeah, sorry, I hijacked that. No, that's it. That's uh... now that was a good choice. He's he's very good. I'm definitely gonna try and find a female person for it at the end of this round. <laughs>
2: my turn your turn alrighty so my next one is um, we've already mentioned him tonight and I was, yeah, I was surprised he didn't win an award because he seems to be a very very good actor and that's Daniel Craig
1: Daniel Craig yeah he's really good Craig I think people forget that he had a really great career before Bond it seems yeah. to be like the real point that's in his right. career where he went was massive mm-hmm. like Layer Cake like is mm. a really good movie He's in this movie with um Reese Ifans, uh, where you know that guy? He's like Yeah uh, yeah. And he's Wasn't like, he um uh Xenophilius Lovegood in Yes, yes he was. Mm. Uh and he's like stalking Daniel Craig. I think it's maybe like God Only Knows or something like that. Uh Only God
0: Forgives, the Ryan Gosling film? No. No? Guys, my IMDb is not working, so I can't look up an address.
2: Yeah, mine was being really <laughs> slow as well. Mm,
0: as I was telling
1: my uh, wife off. Anyway, continue. Sorry, yeah. Yeah, that's good. What's your favourite, Danny Craig?
2: I honestly haven't seen that many. Um, so I'm gonna go with Spectre.
1: Really?
2: Yeah, you don't like Spectre. I really enjoyed Spectre.
1: What about um, Casino Royale? Yeah, oh, I was Cassina gonna Rale- say so all Casino Royale. Well, what about Tintin? So good mm. Tintin. I love Tintin. Uh, I don't remember him but I but I do love Tintin. Yeah, he's like the Russian bad guy. Whatever. Oh, is he? He's yeah. great.
0: Oh, she's a wonderful. award. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Anything else on Danny Craig?
2: Uh, not really. Like I said, it was a pretty quick list. Yeah. So the I haven't th- really thought these ones through.
0: The only thing he's done that was kind of disappointing um, was Tomb Raider.
1: Yeah. Hey Lara! That's <laughs> what <laughs> so his accent was like. <laughs> so shit. And also, Defiance wasn't very good either. I haven't seen Defiance, yeah, so uh, I defied that movie. <laughs> well, we can go home. <laughs> Alright, so my third person is Gary Oldman. He's oh.
2: such an old man.
1: He should have been in my thing as well. He's he great. He's so good in everything. Uh, like, even things which are probably not designed to showcase the best of your talent aka like Harry Potter mm. as he plays um, Sirius Black he's just how believable and how much does he make you love that character mm. from very limited screen time yeah absolutely so good and I would say the best performance of his career is probably uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy yeah we couldn't get through that could we it's tough it's, I it's, really
2: want to go back to it it's
1: two hours of acting yeah it's very much it's very meaty or tiptoes Where he plays a midget. (laughs) Um, I would even go so far as to say um, Commissioner Gordon. Commissioner Gordon is good.
2: Mm.
1: Or. um,
2: Or Sid Vicious. Yeah, Sid
1: Vicious is great. Mm.
2: Fifth element. (laughs) So good when he has like
0: a. Zork or Zerg or whatever
1: it is. Not Zerg, that's the Buzz Lightyear enemy. Um, And I'm pretty sure he's in Leon the Professional. Yeah, he's the villain in that he's as well. He's like a dodgy cop. Yeah, yeah, he's really good in that. So yeah, Gary, old man, is my number three. That's a good choice. Because he can do any accent as well. How believable? Yeah. Well, he apparently,
0: like there was a point where he had to go, to go to like a speech therapist because he'd gone through so much. He'd lost his like original accent. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I heard this. I don't know if it's true or not, but if it is, it's amazing. I hope yeah, I believe it. That's well, cool. For a
2: really long time, I. Could never tell whether he was a stra- with it, whether he was um, American or British.
0: Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Sorry, I'm just really trying to find this female a
2: actress. Female actress now.
0: I have one in my head. I had two in my head, and both of them have won. So I just need to see. see yeah, it's cool.
2: not easy, is it's it, right. James? right. I got it.
0: Okay, so my number two. And it's probably not technically number two, I'd probably bump this one down a little bit, but I didn't have a female till now and I really wanted to put a female actress as opposed to a male actress up there. Um, Kind of maybe an obvious one, but I think... Okay, guys, so what happened was the battery went flat um, mid-recording. But we're jumping back in right now. I was about to announce my number two uh, recommendation for an Academy Award nominee. Um, I believe I was saying this woman was kind of obvious, but um, I think she's really great. It's Scarlett Johansson. So good. Nice. Great choice. You, you guys are surprised to hear this, aren't yeah, you? Yeah, we are. Oh,
2: what? Oh my god.
1: She's very, you know what? She's good in big budget films and she's good in indie films. Yeah, like aside
0: from you know Avengers and everything, which is wonderful in, it's the indie stuff like Ghost World, like Hail Caesar, which is not an indie film, but she's really good in, in it. Um, Lost in Translation. So good in that. Um, Under the Skin, which is this wonderful experimental film, which everyone should
1: try and watch like it's tough it is I, I've watched it and I'm not really into that kind of film mm. and she's I think she's like compelling enough to bring you through the film yeah you want to know what's going on here what's her yeah. motivation yeah it's nuts like it's one of those films Will that you naked the
0: answer please
2: is yes please be naked <laughs> <A> <laughs> the next part to yeah. that <laughs> she's,
0: do you see everything do you see the Black Widow itself <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what that means <laughs> it was good uh, and I even thought she was convincing in Homeland 3 so yeah. That joke hasn't been used before. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, Scarlett Johansson, my number two pick. I think she's really great. Excellent. Really swell. She's a real swell gal.
2: Real swell gal.
0: you your number my two? My turn.
2: My number two is a man that I've loved for a very long time. It is Keanu Reeves.
1: The gentleman.
2: Yes. Keanu Reeves. Absolute gentleman. Some would argue that he is not a good actor. And Who? some. <laughs> traitors Traitors this would guy? argue that I don't know I don't think James argues that I don't think he I, uh, he's a bad actor I think
1: he's fine Yeah I feel like he has a He has a lane And he's yeah. great at, He stays in his lane Like he yeah. doesn't really You don't see him do rom-coms or whatever Yeah Oh, oh you no do? he's done He's done do rom-coms he doesn't. And he's
2: actually good in rom- oh, rom-coms have, yeah. What are they? Um, there's Sweet November Which <laughs> so, or Late November Something November Sweet November Sweet, you're Sweet right, November yeah. yeah that sucks uh, But But Something's as good give. as it, yeah, something's got to give. He's actually really good in that. Mm-hmm. Um, Plus, he was the
0: wild stallion.
2: Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted's. Yeah, fantastic. And um, I've just basically loved him for a really long yeah. time. Yeah, I know he's hit and miss. Mm. I know that he's very much hit and miss. But I certainly think that surely there's a hit where he could have won. an I don't
0: know whether or he's or hit and miss. Gosh. I just think maybe. Um, the films he, he's in aren't always good like mm. when we were watching we saw,
2: sometimes he can be a bit wooden
0: yeah we, but it depends like in the Matrix that's mm. the, perfect for that role yeah well. that's right um, like 47 Ronan we caught a bit on TV I remember when I saw those trials, I'm like this looks amazing and then we saw it on TV I'm like I'm so glad I didn't pay for this yeah but at the same time I never thought he was bad in it
2: mm. I was, apparently he was I've never seen The Devil's Advocate but apparently he was really good in that it doesn't hold up it doesn't hold no, up it's no it's not okay. good is in the movie is in the movie is dated or his performance isn't good?
0: But, I mean, it's it's tough because you have Al Pacino really overacting. Yeah. Like, this is a, it's a kind of the beginning of like comical Al Pacino where he becomes mm. a caricature of, of his own self. Mm. And the film isn't like the plot's kind of a bit convoluted; it doesn't quite make sense. So he's trying, he's really trying. Like, I think this film was trying to be like Seven. Yeah, and it just really isn't. That I'm not trying to mean it's trying to be the same film as them. I think it's trying to like go for the same mood. Yeah. The seven just really doesn't hit it. Um, but I would even say, like as recently, as a movie called Knock Knock, which was directed by Eli Roth, which a lot of people didn't like, but I thought he was really good in it. Like, um, It's a really kind of weird, bizarre, like psychosexual thriller, um, and I think Keanu Reeves is great in it.
2: Mm, I haven't seen that. It was yeah.
1: free pizza, is a famous line. <laughs> That's a great that? line in it. <laughs> um, I don't think you'd like it, but he's really good in I, it. I, I respect him a lot because you know we are saying before like he's got his lane that he stays in but he just does films um like that 47 Ronin that's mm. the name Is it? yeah I was just yeah. talking about it before yeah I just couldn't remember if that's, it's an odd name so mm. maybe it's not if you see the film I haven't seen it but um you know he just like does what he wants to do mm. like, he's obviously made his money and then I know he made a shitload on The Matrix because he took less up front and got a percentage of the back end yeah. which I think he made like hundreds of millions of dollars yeah, easily. Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, respect. Good choice. Mm. So you got a number two now. My number, My two real number two, <laughs> is a man who many think produces number twos. Christopher Nolan.
0: I wondered when he was going to show. I knew he was on <laughs> your list. So yeah. He hasn't won anything yet.
1: He has not won. I think he could feasibly have three best directors by now. Let's see if I can pick him out. Dark Knight. Of course. Inception? Yes. Interstellar. Yes. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> I am predictable. I haven't seen Interstellar. Um, I have seen Inception. Um, I don't know how Inception is. didn't win the best picture. I'd like to know. Well, that the
0: year there's like 10 nominees as well? I
1: don't know. Um, I agree that it's ridiculous that
0: Heath Ledger won Best uh, best Supporting Actor, but Dark Knight wasn't even nominated. Like, yeah. I think he deserved it. I'm not saying it's ridiculous that Heath Ledger got nominated. Yeah. He definitely should have won. But I can't believe that was like the only category that film was nominated for. Like, even with the problems I have with that film as a Batman story, that film is pretty airtight. Like, oh, it's, it's stunning. It's yeah. basically perfect. Yeah.
1: and But his direction in it, like, mm. I I know a lot of things have been done, but there's so many shots now, which obviously I, I follow his work quite closely, which are just like there's iconic Nolan styles mm. now. Like, there's a real there's a thing he does which no one else does. As anywhere near as good as this this fixed camera thing where Mm. you'll have a camera, like, say, on a car and you'll have the scene, like, so in Interstellar when uh, Matthew McConaughey's driving off and so you've got the camera on the car and the the context of him driving off is just seeing him driving and you see his face and the emotion on his face. Mm. That's like a pure Nolan shot, Mm. which no one can do as well. Well, one of my favourite
0: shots in any film ever is that opening shot of Dark Knight where you see that the... the glass reflection of the building yeah. and then poosh, yeah the arrow smashes through it and then like and then that whole opening sequence yeah. is just phenomenal yeah. like um yeah what, regardless of my opinion on of him and I don't have a negative opinion I do I have this one guy where who loves Nolan so I'm always just like guy. telling him why Nolan's terrible but I don't think Nolan's terrible I just have like to make fun of him because he's a kid and he d- doesn't know any better on the stage um But um, yeah, I agree. I think it is surprising he hasn't won anything. Maybe Dunkirk will uh, pull in some more. I haven't seen any trailers yet, but
1: people are excited. Yeah, yeah. But even like, I mean, his early stuff like Memento. Yeah, Memento's great. Mm, Yeah, and uh, Memento. And and Batman Begins is totally underrated. I think it's like
0: his most underrated film. I think Batman Begins is actually kind of the gem and the crown of that trilogy. Mm -hmm. Like people go straight to Dark Knight. It's a wonderful, wonderfully perfect film. But as someone who's a fan of the character that they're trying to represent, Bam begins like,
1: mm.
0: it takes the cake every time for me.
1: Awesome. Um, number one. New so Robert it's interesting. New
0: I really thought there was going to be a lot of crossover tonight with um, all of our nominations. Um, but there haven't been any until now. My number one choice for best actor is also the first person we mentioned. Oh, not well, the first person, second person we mentioned, Robert Downey Jr.
2: Nice.
0: I am in complete agreement with... Um, it would not it's not hard at all to feel like this guy deserves something again Chaplin and it, like even the Tropic I was like oh that's kind of odd I get it like this dude just performs and performs and performs and performs and, like is always consistently good even when like he was going to leave the Marvel Universe at one point I don't know whether it's a money thing or whatever but then it was like well you know if you write me into the film I'll keep going and now the dude's like yeah I'll do Iron Man 4 <laughs> like I don't think it's fair to discredit comic book films anymore. Like, mm. I get it, you know, when they had bat nipples and bat credit cards and mm. and stuff like that. But when they're producing films as strong as they are, and not everything deserves... Like, I'm not saying, like, Ant-Man should have won the Academy Award. No. Like, yeah. it's a good film, but I don't think it deserves yeah. a Academy Award. But, like, you look at, like, Iron Man 1, I still go back to that film. Like, that film is almost flawless. Like, it's so strong. Still
1: stands up, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, it really does. Like, I watched it last year again and I was like, this film's great. Like, it's such a wonderful, like, tragic, like, redemption yeah, story. Yeah, story of redemption. You're yeah. looking at the
1: start and then the, the hardships that he goes through as I hijack you, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. No, that's fine. Go for it. Um, um, yeah, oh, it's, it's the perfect... Yeah, it's perfect. And and that end, like, how he plays that ending where yeah. he's like, the press conference. So. Oh, yeah. Mm. And
0: then to have him also... Not only, like I mean, he's one of those characters you love to watch in these films, in particular. You just love watching Iron Man, Tony Stark, and kind of be this rebel who doesn't answer anyone, and then to see him go to the emotional depths he does in Civil War, where like he's trying to toe the line and change the person that he was because he realizes he's responsible for all these problems, and then he's finally got everyone in agreement, and then like he finds out that this dude is responsible for the death of his parents, and he's just mm. he has that wonderful lines of like. I don't care, that son of a bitch killed my mum and just starts wailing on the winter soldier. Like mm. it's emotional, man. Like yeah. even in a comic book film, like it's <clears> and again, I'm dancing around like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Do you know what I mean? Like Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, if, if people haven't seen it, is this wonderful film directed by Shane Black, um, who went on to direct Iron Man 3 and he wrote and directed Lethal Weapon, he wrote *Predators* and all these wonderful things. Um, and Nice Guys recently he did that as well. Um, kiss Kiss Bang Bang is this fantastic movie. Like he gets performances out of Ro- like Rogue Down Jr and Val Kilmer and like Val Kilmer probably pretty much written off the earth and he's so good in it um, but we're talking about Rodan Jr yeah like Rodan Jr <laughs> like there's no one else that deserves it more at the mm. stage like I know there probably is but for me I think he yeah. deserves it mm. good choice
2: my turn mm-hmm. so my number one is purely because he's my favourite actor in the world it's good old Danny I'm
1: just going Danny Radz Danny Radz
2: Danny Radz, Danny Radz he's just great I, think I just he's, think he's fantastic he's turned
1: from someone who's played the same character yeah. into a very very good actor yeah. really really I did not think yeah. Yeah, yeah I just and I think it took him a while and yeah. it just goes to show you mm-hmm. why you do persist with people yeah. because like I, I haven't seen Horns and I haven't seen the like Kill Your Darlings mm. you know the I early ones one. straight after Harry Potter mm. yeah I haven't seen Kill Your Darlings either but Horns is fantastic
2: Horns is yeah. really good
0: and it's like it's not award worthy. like it's not like oh he should win an award for that like, I get it no but like you can see the actor there like you can see the
1: performer like yeah. becoming his own like in films like that he, he mm-hmm. acted his own cool to get away from Harry Potter yeah. um, uh, you know I, I really like about him is he just doesn't do that thing where he's like ashamed of Harry Potter because it's yeah, lame now yeah, that he's getting right. on it he embraces it mm-hmm. and it's like done with it's yeah. in his past and now he just he's happy to do yeah, fucking cool shit
2: no, he's uh he is really, really good. And not only that, but you know, like the fact that he does Broadway, he does plays, he does, you know, you know, he went from doing um Equus, which is an incredibly like a demanding play, to um, you know, how to succeed in business without even trying, which is like a musical mm-hmm. and he's like self professed, very uncoordinated and stuff like that, right through to doing something like the Cripple of Inishman, which is like, you know, so left of centre so like out there um, it's really you know he he's really showing his diverse palette absolutely um,
0: this is a question maybe I could have asked of all the performers thank you um, I'll get right um, but just out of curiosity can I agree Like, I mean after Horns I, my mind was made up on Dan Radcliffe I was like this guy's a serious actor he's done some great yeah. stuff and I didn't take I did not take him seriously Harry Potter but when people get locked into this franchise so early, sometimes you kind of pigeonhole them into being one thing only. But then again, like a Swiss Army man, like he's fantastic. Like a farting corpse shouldn't have emotional gravitas, but it yeah, does. Yeah, exactly. Um, An Imperium, like it may not be American History X, but I don't need another American History X. I've got American History X. Because
2: you've got him, yeah, that's right.
0: And it's still one of the most intense films. Like, like that's why it was in my top five last year, mm. because it was that. In- like, I, nothing held my attention more than that film. Um, But my question is, what do you want to see him do next?
2: I don't know. I'd be happy to see him do anything because...
1: Uh, Yeah, I think he should just stay with what he's doing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, he was a bit of a cameo in Now You See Me (laughs) 2. Yeah, which is Um, not a good film. But he's fine in it. Like, he's fine. (laughs) I I think he just needs to cement... Like, I don't want him to now shoot for the stars and then do some really... Like, things that are like too diverse. Like, he doesn't diverse. need to do
2: a Marvel sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, he's he one of those actors I don't want to see in a Marvel film. Like, the same mm. way I don't want to see Leonardo DiCaprio in a film. In a Marvel film. Like, yeah. I like him, but I don't want to see him in a, yeah. in a costume. Like yeah. I'll just be like, oh, it's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Like. So that's how I feel about Jaunty Depp. Yeah, I'm a bit the same way as well. Mm-hmm. Though he's meant to be... Oh, he's in Fantastic Beasts at the moment. I would also like to see Daniel Radcliffe do a musical.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Like that's what
0: I'd like to see him do next. Um, we've seen him kind of dabble in a few different genres, but I think that'd be kind of cool to see.
2: I like to see him get back into horror because I didn't see the Woman in Black.
0: It's surprisingly creepy. Like it definitely like scared. Like made me jump a And like the the woman is so unnerving to look at. Like, he, I couldn't stare at it too long. So I'm just like she's staring into my soul. Like, yeah. it's, it's nuts.
1: Number one. My number one. Number one. Nick is a guy who's been around. For about thirty years now, he is a legend. He's a weird guy, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Oh, really? I think I said Steve Buscemi for a second.
0: (laughs) Is he on an award?
1: Sorry, Tom Cruise. No, no, that's right. I just like I I understand probably why he hasn't because he's he's the he's like more the like his performances are like the sum of the film Mm -hmm. rather than like him being like the film being amazing, Mm. but. I just think there's certain performances where he could have easily won. So, like, I don't know if you've seen Collateral. Yeah, fantastic. So good in that. Wonderful film. Um, I know he had a short cameo in uh, Tropic Thunder. Great in that as well. Yeah, but, um, and Interview with a Vampire. I haven't seen it. I know, um, oh, it keeps... Really, really good. Keeping your app yeah. see Yeah, it's in good in that as well. Um, but, yeah, I, and I, I know I've spoken about it on this podcast before, but there's an old movie from the 80s called Cocktail. Yes, um, yeah. Which is really, really great. And it. Risky Business. Risky Business, yeah. I mean, he's young there. Rain Man. Mm. Yeah, so yeah.
0: good. Do you not did you not win anything for Rain Man?
1: Hasn't won one. Wow, that's crazy. Like, um, that's a film you should have won something for. So, yeah, I just... Jerry think... Maguire? Yeah, no, no Oscars. Sorry, I just keep looking. No. I know Cuba got it, didn't he? Yeah, yes, he did, yeah. That's right, yeah. Um, they showed him the Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> so, I just thought, after... 30 years, Mm. like that many great movies and that many great performances, I think he's well worthy of a...
0: I think I'd like to see him do something, the same way I'm sick of Johnny Johnny Depp being in makeup and big budget stuff, I think I'd like to see Tom Cruise go back to something similar to Collateral, just a little bit more... More grounded? Yeah, just something a little bit different, like we know what he can do, like he's about to do this mummy film, there's all this, they haven't confirmed his role yet, we don't know what he is, we just know he's in it. There's all this speculation he might be playing Van Helsing in this because they're doing their universe yeah. now, so which is kind of cool. But I'd like to see him just something yeah, a little bit more grounded, a little bit less, you know, flashy. Yeah. Um, but I agree, I think he's excellent. Um, I think he could, you know, easily get an award, you know, if he had the right material and stuff. Mm. I think that's part of it. Like people just like oh, he's leading man, put him in a big, yeah, that's right, him. yeah, and maybe people aren't thinking of him for those kind of roles, but. The same way Johnny Depp I think is kind of grown a bit big. Like if you put them in the right role, I think they can do some really great, wonderful stuff. So That's I agree, good. man. That is yeah. our top five. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Do we talk about our honorable mentions? Absolutely. I, a few.
0: I have quite a few as well. Uh,
2: I have two.
1: Do you want to start us off, Tina?
2: Sure. So, my honourable mentions are, and some would argue that they deserve to be in the top five, but I came up with my honourable mentions while we were talking. So, my first honourable mention is Samuel L. Jackson.
0: Oh. oh, he's never won one?
2: He's never what? won one. Yeah. How? I don't know. I mean, I, I do know. see
0: how he does kind of play the same character a lot. Yeah. It's just kind of like the angry stern. Oh, yeah, but... but, that being said, like, he's still wonderful. Like mm. Django? Mm. So oh he's that. great in Django yeah
2: um and my second one might be controversial with you James uh it's Guy Ritchie
0: No, yeah, I agree with that
2: really yeah i like, didn't always got the feeling you didn't really like Guy I love Ritchie love Snatch, yeah. and I love that first Sherlock film and well. Lock, stuck in Two Smoking Barrels I, I never get through it but oh, fuck it's good mm. really yeah. good so those are my shorts, two honourable mentions it. I'd
0: agree with that. I'm not sure about this King Arthur film he's doing I don't know whether his style matches that period but mm. I'm interested to see what happens mm. He made Sherlock Holmes work, so who knows? Uh, Nick, do you want to go through
1: yours? Sure, yeah. Mine were Rosario Dawson. Oh, yeah. I did go across her when I was going
0: through my, my females. Yeah, there, she's,
1: she's just great in everything. Um, it, there's,
0: yeah, there's another world where that chick has like five Oscars. Yeah, um, like... uh,
1: yeah, that's right. Um, Hugo Weaving.
0: Oh, yeah. He has one on either?
1: Yeah, surprisingly. Yeah, I guess there's only so many that
0: can go out over the last 20 years, so you're right, yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Josh Brolin.
0: Yeah definitely
1: Ryan Gosling Uh, Which he might Very well get Yeah we gotta get that in now Yeah And uh, I actually think I don't know How this guy's perceived But Jake Gyllenhaal I think he's great I think Prisoners again That's the one we mentioned before He's great in yeah Uh, I think he's just great in everything And he's just like He's one of those guys Who's just like reached Like the master of their craft where you just like you put him in it and you forget i i forget that it's jake gyllenhaal yeah. i was like that's the character now yeah mm-hmm. i so. still want to say nightcrawler because apparently
2: that's oh, yeah the incredible nightcrawler yeah,
1: yeah that's, that's fantastic James that's sense. almost like his best performance so i recommend that so that's mine
0: nice i have i i got a couple of guys i got a few yeah <laughs> i'll kind of rattle them off quickly so first up danny rad i had him yeah. in my honor mm-hmm. um for directing i think the russo brothers they're the guys who did the last two Captain America films they're doing Infinity War right now and they came from sitcom world mm. I think we can definitely see they have the visual style to create great movies just with all they've done with two Captain America like Captain America a character that shouldn't be interesting and mm. shouldn't work they've made amazing so yeah. I think after they've kind of done with Marvel I think we might see them do something that's Oscar worthy um, this might be a bit of a controversial one for people but he's directed a bunch of them that I liked uh, Zack Snyder yeah, oh, yeah. Zack Snyder, mm. absolutely. Like, say what you will about that Watchmen movie. I love it. Yeah. Like, I know they changed. He changed the ending of Alan Moore's book. And no offense to Alan Moore, I think he improved it a little <laughs> bit. Like, I think he did a really good job with it. No, that that Dawn of the Dead remake is solid. Like, especially with James Gunn's writing, Man of Steel. I really like. Batman vs Superman. I've really grown to love. Um, and there's one more. Oh, Three hundred. Like, oh, this yeah, good. so good. Even if he only gets it for, like visual effects or whatever, like this guy need like deserves an award absolutely. Um, next on my list is for music. Uh, I don't think I had a music one. so for like kind for Rob Rodriguez, mm. uh, Lin Manuel Miranda. This guy's kind of new on the scene. He did the stage play Hamilton, uh, and he's more famously oh, yeah. known for doing all the music in Moana. Yeah, um, and he.
2: I would argue he's more famously known for doing the music in Hamilton.
0: I guess you're probably right. Yeah. Anyway, he's about to appear next to Emily Blunt in the Mary Poppins remake or sequel, so we're going okay, to see a lot more well. of him. Um, this guy's going to get sent for music at some point. Like, This guy's incredible. Like, mm. Think about how good those songs are in that movie. Like, they're just, they're yeah. just wonderful. Um, another controversial, I'm just full of controversy, guys. Um, this one is for writing, not for directing. Um, I think Kevin Smith. Um, oh, sure.
2: Yeah, of course you're going to say that.
0: I almost didn't put him in, but then he was very, like he almost was nominated for Chasing Amy almost uh, 20, years, 20 years ago now. Um, and I think Red State's a very, a very solid script as well as kind of, Maybe ill received based on kind of how he pers- like kind of presented himself mm. at the time. Uh, I think the dude has an Academy Award. Of- and he also like, did touch ups or like helped out with Goodwill Hunting, which did win an Academy Award for writing as well. Yeah. Um, so I think the dude's got it in him. I just think it, it, it's probably not going to happen because he's not chasing that.
1: Yeah, I just don't think he does films that are going to attract that yeah. kind of thing. I don't
0: think he's ch- I think when he was younger, he might have been more interested in that, but he's not something he's really chasing now. But if he did get the chance to do something like that, I think. He also did a rewrite on Coyote Ugly, which I think got some awards. I don't think it was Academy Awards, but I think he did get some awards. Razzies, some Razzies. <laughs> uh, next on my list is Timothy Oliphant. Oh, oh yeah, great choice. Yeah, definitely
1: right. Like so good. Like, and he's his seems don't... to be way more in TV world Yeah, But uh, I was sorry to interrupt that. I was almost going to say um, I feel like his best work is on TV. Yeah, so that might be absolutely. But and uh, you're right. Like he definitely has to flesh out those characters more. But I think this dude.
0: Is ripe for the picking, <laughs> yeah. um, and then this person was originally in my top five until I put um, Scarlett Johansson in. I think it was the right choice. Uh, I think Joss Whedon, oh yeah, is, uh, is deserving of an Academy Award at some point as well, whether at a directing level or visual effects or even or writing again. Like this guy's a fantastic writer. Um, and then my last two were two people who definitely way lesser known um, because they're not big names. Um, but they're from the voice acting world, and I think their work is impeccable, and I think if they ever get the chance to do a lead in a big animated film, I, I think they'd be easily nominated. Like, look at someone like Idina Menzel, who got nominated when she played um, Elsa in Frozen. Like, yeah. no one knew the name, and then suddenly Elsa. Um, so my first one is John DiMaggio.
2: Oh, okay, who's yep. the
0: voice of Bender in mm-hmm. Futurama, and Jake the Dog. Uh, and this guy's in everything. Everything, yeah, he's in like, everything. Like, he's the hardest, one of the hardest working voice actors out there, and I think this dude... I think if they gave him a leading role in something, if they went back to making animated films the way they used to, where it wasn't big name actors, this dude would easily be up for a role. Um, And then the other side of that coin is Tara Strong, who's another voice actor. She's now known mainly as the voice um, of Harley Quinn, but she was Batgirl, she was Bubbles in um, Powerpuff Girls, she was the baby Dill in Rugrats. Like this chick, she's like half the my little ponies. Like this chick has been Mm -hmm. everything. Um, And she's like, talented as hell like really bless you thank you um, really really strong as well ironically because her last name is strong um, but I think if she was given the chance to do a lead in an animated flick as well easily nominated for performance because yeah those two are both fantastic and that rounds out my list nice um, so the Academy Awards are less than a week away by the time this goes bless out you. it'll be like thank two or three days away um, hopefully people listening will agree with us but if they don't like sound off like let us know on Facebook or on our Social medias, our Twitters. Our Hotmail account. Our <laughs> Hotmail account, uh, past the remote pod at hotmail.com. On Instagram and Twitter, I'm James jamschalmer7. Your Tina's Hair and Beauty blog? Yep, so Facebook. I'm at
2: Tina's Hair and Beauty on Instagram and YouTube, Tina's Hair and Beauty and Facebook, Tina's Hair and Beauty.
0: And then you're just Owanovsky. Um Did you want to go through the nominees before we go? Let's do it really quickly. It's on the IMDb page as well. Oh, okay, is it? That- have you got them there? Uh, it's just loading up at the moment. My app's been really annoying.
1: Um, we'll just do the mate. Let's do the four. So best oh, best picture, best director, best actor, oh, actor and, and best actress. Yeah. Do you want to do supports as well? We'll see if we have time.
0: Okay.
1: Stay tuned. Yeah.
0: If this isn't, if this is too riveting I, for you, how do
1: I find it on IMDb? I'm here. Um,
0: I oh, where's it going?
1: Here we go. Drew Oscars. Barrymore, happy birthday! Forty-two years young. She's only 42, that's awesome. Oh, I, I thought I she was older, like, just because she's been around forever. Mm. Oh, Elodie Young. She's fantastic.
0: I thought about her as well. She's wonderful as Electra. Yeah. Um But I think I gave her, like, a nomination for, like, Best Romance last week as well in Daredevil, so... Um, Alright, guys, we're going to do picks really quickly. It's going to be tough because most people probably haven't seen a lot of these, but we'll just do our best. Um, do you just want to start with Best Picture and go down? Yep. Okay, here are the nominees. Ah, change of mind. Yeah. We'll do that last. Do it last? Yeah. Good one. Actor. Um, I'm going to go with supporting because I okay. know oh, or directing yeah okay okay a change of directing Tina's it's going to be tough for you because you have seen one of these films um so Dennis Villeneuve however you pronounce it the director of Arrival uh, Mel Gibson for Hacksaw Ridge Damien Chazelle for La La Land Kenneth Lonergan for Manchester by the Sea or Barry Jenkins for Moonlight
2: yeah I've only seen one of them I don't know I reckon Mel Gibson might get it
0: I think Mel uh, I think it's going to be an upset And I think Barry Jenkins from Moonlight No one said La La Land It probably will win But I think
1: I just feel like A film can be I think it will be a
2: win for best picture Not best director Yeah mm. Like
1: uh, how can How can a um, How can a Director, like, how can, how can like La La Land be better directed than Hacksaw Ridge? Yeah, i it's counterintuitive to me. Yeah, I mean, I want Hacksaw Ridge to win as well. Um, yeah. I want Mel to win. I want Mel
0: to redeem himself. I mean, despite all the horrible things he's done, I think if he wins and he apologizes and is very humbled by the experience, yeah. he comes back into everyone's good graces. Yeah, and that doesn't forgive him for what he's done. What are you doing? Are you just like well, uh, I
2: made really anti-Semitic, yeah,
0: anti-Semitic and, yeah. and sexist remarks. Like he was a real joke. Yeah. yeah, but and he was
2: like a. How, uh, what was it um, Holocaust, Holocaust Denier. Denier. Yeah. yeah, but man. it's
0: it has been it's been like fif- 15 years almost no, maybe not quite 15 years it's been a long time and that doesn't forgive what he's done but I think the world kind of needs Mel Gibson mm. again like we need to see some more of his stuff so yeah. hopefully anyway we've got political mm-hmm. again okay best performance by an actress in a leading role this is going to be tough for you Tina because you've only seen one of them exactly and so have I Uh, Elizabeth Huppert in Elle uh, Ruth Negger in Loving Natalie Portman in Jackie Emma Stone in La La Land Can you guess who the fifth one is? No She's nominated every year It's Meryl Streep for Florence Foster Jenkins
2: Um, I was going to say I'd like Natalie Portman to get it Because I really want to see the movie Jackie Mm. um, But I reckon it will be Meryl Streep
1: I think it will be Emma Stone
0: I agree with you. I would like Natalie Portman to win. I don't think this Meryl Streep film was strong enough for her to
1: win. I can't handle another one of those.
2: But speeches, she also but... did win, win the Golden Globe and generally the ones who win the Golden Globe win the Academy as well.
0: No, I don't think it's the Golden Globe. I think it's the... It the other one? It's the... Um,
2: Screen Actors Guild one.
0: Yeah, one of those ones, I think. Um, Emmy? Or the that TV? Yeah, no, Emmy's TV. TV. It won't be. It's, it's like the, it's the foreign press or, or something. Like SAG get. or something like that. Um, yeah. I agree. I think Emma Stone... Is, it might claim it. Um, best performance by an actor in a leading role Casey Affleck, Manchester by the Sea, Andrew Garfield, Hacksaw Ridge, Ryan the Gosling Goose, La La Land, <laughs> Viggo Mortensen in Captain Fantastic, and Denzel Washington in Fences. I this is be... a tough category. I haven't
2: seen any of them except La La Land, but maybe Denzel Washington or Andrew Garfield. I did see the trailer fair. The Andrew Garfield movie, and I'm mm. like, oh, he's really seems really good he's, in that. He's so. great in that,
1: but I don't think he's good enough in that company. Denzel Washington. I haven't seen it. But I, think it looks also, like, I think he also. I think he also directed this one. Looks pretty good. Mm. Uh, sorry, could you just reel off the first? Who was the first person? There? Casey Affleck in Manchester by the I think Sea. I think that's my pick. I've I've seen a lot of trailers for that, and he looks phenomenal in it.
0: I am. Um, I think. I think you, he's a strong contender. I've heard that he's kind of dwarfed in his performance by Michelle Williams. Williams. Apparently, she kind of makes him better, and that's what I've heard, but oh, I haven't okay. seen it. Um, I would love Andrew Garfield to win it, but what I'd like even more is Viggo Mortensen to win it. Captain Fantastic is a wonderful film. Have you, you seen it? Seen? Oh, it's so good. Really, really great film. It's like the most, it's this wonderful feel good film that maybe as feel good as La, La Land, maybe a little bit less because there's no music in it. I have a little bit of music, but not as much as La, La Land. Um, and as much as I like Ryan Gosling or Garfield to win, but I think Vigo deserves like it's such a great flick and just a weird decision for him to make.
2: Mm. Um, oh no, you know what? I reckon um, Ryan Gosling might get it only because of like the fact that he had to learn piano and okay, all that sort yep, of stuff sure. like that because the academy loves that kind of stuff. They do love that kind of stuff, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, all right guys, that's it we're into the final category and then we'll sign off for the for the week. Uh, Best Picture of the Year. There's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine films in the category. Tina, you have seen... One. One of them. (laughs) I have seen three of them. Okay. First, Arrival. Fences. Hacksaw Ridge. Hell or High Water. Hidden Figures.
2: Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows.
0: La La Land. Lion. Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight.
2: Now, I'm surprised that uh, Dev Patel has not been nominated because I've heard that Lion is fantastic and he does a great job in it. Mm. So I would like to see Lion win the award. I think it's going to be La La Land.
0: Mm. He's not even listed
1: in the main. Yeah. Oh, there he is there. Okay. I think you're right Tina I think mm. it's La La Land but I would prefer that either Hacksaw Ridge mm. or Manchester by the Sea mm. win but, not, like, not a rival I need you didn't like a rival <laughs> yeah um
0: I think everyone's expecting La La Land to win I think Moonlight's gonna beat it that's yeah, the, there's always like the every like couple of years it. there's mm. that one that like no one's seen in
2: before in, yeah like, shark in the water yeah
0: uh, apparently it's very similar to Manchester by the Sea but unlike Manchester by the Sea which is very depressing and sad and kind of leaves it, leaves you like a little downer it's got a lot of hope in it and it's a really kind of uplifting story despite all the horrible things that are going on and as much as Hollywood loves itself Love's a really good happy ending as well, like a real message of hope. Mm. Like if there was a Nazi film in this, like if Hacksaw if Ridge was about World War II?
2: Yeah, that would win. I
0: maybe it was about it World was, War II. It was.
1: But it wasn't about Nazis, no, it, was it was about, about, it was about Japanese, Japan. Yeah.
0: It was about Nazis, it probably would have won. Yeah, um,
2: If it was about Nazis, then um, Mel Gibson wouldn't have directed it.
1: <laughs> so many places we could go with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't think Hacksaw Ridge, to be quite honest, is a good enough film. Overall product to win the best, best. picture. I haven't seen La La Land. Mm. I'm not sure if it's available on iTunes yet. Um, Soon, I think. Um, Soon. But just there's a lot of buzz about La La Land, and that is generally like that's. I think that's the favourite to win. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Moonlight could win.
0: Mm. Um, that's available on iTunes right now. I think so. Uh, I'll probably pick that up later and check it out. Yeah. Um, that's gonna do it, guys. be a bit of-, bit of a marathon. It's probably about the same as always. We do to go between an hour and a half, two hours. I so. it felt really boring this week. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, so next week, we're not quite sure what we're going to talk about yet. But what we know is that the big release next week is Logan, which is the first big comic book film of the year. So is that next Thursday or this Thursday for us to review next No, week? next Thursday. So when we record next, it won't have been released no, yet. No. But uh, we might have some Logan-themed topics. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm just setting up yeah. failure. Logan from... Um... Was that show that uh where she like she was the detective, her dad was a private detective? Oh, of America Mars? Yeah. Mars?
0: Wasn't there yeah. Logan in that? Yeah, there was.
1: was. that out to be a brother or something? No, it was
0: definitely I, uh, I think Logan was the douchebag she ended up dating.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, that's a great show. Yeah. Um Did you see the film? Yeah. Was it good? Yeah. Huh. I was like, they should make one of these like every couple of years. Like they don't need to go back to the show anymore, but just like the same way you get like a detective story, like with some like they'd do like a Nancy Drew every couple of years or something or a Hardy Boys back in the day or a Sherlock like just do a a Veronica Mars every couple of years Mm. it was enjoyable Um, yeah so maybe uh, a Logan themed topic or maybe we'll introduce a new segment next week maybe but uh, until then guys that is past and Rope for this week Uh, I'm James Chalmers these have been Tina Haritanidis and Nick Owen goodbye And they still will be after we live.
1: (laughs) We have been and will
2: be. Continue to be for the rest of our lives. See you next week.